Greetings to you fellow humans of planet Earth, and welcome to the Thunk Tank Podcast. Uh, so I just had a um, double, no, an Imperial IPA while editing this episode. I think it was a, a bit above 10%, so here I go. Um, time for a short intro. Um, welcome to the Thunk Tank Podcast. Uh, this episode was about travel, so we talked about our various travel experiences, like uh, both of us. Me and Johnny, at least, have traveled very recently. Joe's been a lot of places, too. So we get into those stories. Um, I was in Turkey recently. I also went to London back in November, like two months ago. And Johnny, back this um, Oktoberfest, was in Germany and then also stopped in Amsterdam. So we all had recent travel stories and just general experiences with traveling that we wanted to talk about and just kind of, you know just have a conversation about and like get into like why travel is important, like the kinds of things that we've gotten out of travel over the years. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to travel or don't make the opportunity to travel. And that can be a really, um, it's just, there's, there's something, um, that, that the brain figures out after traveling and it, it puts things into a different, um, framing, uh, puts your life into a different framing when you travel and, and, and kind of see that, that the whole project of a life and being alive is like, um, you know, this, there's many ways to do it and you get to see all these different cultures and how they solve the various problems of, of what it means to be a human. So, um, you know, besides it just being a fun experience, you can also kind of trip your brain out on those kinds of thoughts and, um, you know, just figure some things out. So, uh, we're really into that vibe. So we, we did an episode on this. Um, hope you enjoy it. Uh, anything else? Let's see. Uh, Patreon. Uh, if you want to support us and help us keep the lights on, so to speak, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunk tank podcast. And I think it's as little as $1 an episode, um, helps us keep the thing hosted. Um, other than that, just thanks for listening. Um, if you want to help us out, you can leave a, a rating or a review on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. I think it helps a lot there. Um, and yeah, just enjoy the episode. Uh, see you in the tank. Attention, humans. This is a thunk tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Welcome. Come into our... Come into our Thunk Tank. <laughs> Luke, don't switch to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. <laughs> We're thinking, and we're thinking, <laughs> and we're thunked, and we're thunked. Oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. And we're alive. Does that mean we actually started? Yeah. Okay, well that's... Alright, hey guys. What's up, Johnny? What's up, um, listeners? Welcome to the Thunk Tank Podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> this one's all about... Travel. Welcome to the Isle Getaway of Thunk Tank Podcast. 
Where um, are all your woes? That's all I got. Uh, there's nothing like sitting on... No, keep it going. There's nothing like sitting on the beach, sipping out of a coconut, watching the decaying remnants of colonialism around you, <laughs> as smiling faces that secretly resent you for ruining their beautiful country and bringing your shitty imported ideals and, and not then, understanding why things aren't the same where you came from, even though you went somewhere to see them, see something different. You're still not happy about it. And then uh, see your second degree on your left wrist, which gets you unlimited margaritas, yep. and think, is seven second... margaritas too much before lunch? I'm wasting. And you don't really care. Your skin's so taut and puckered from being in the sun for seven hours, hammered. Um, and you know, you know, you keep smiling and try to be polite to the the cleaning lady, but you just see the horror on her face every time <laughs> no, she walks out of your room. <laughs> now it just sounds like yeah, Johnny's we wanted a, to hear that rant without lunatic. the music. <laughs> yeah. no, it gets sorry. it gets kind of like like. Not more dark, but a different type of dark without the music. It's definitely dark. I, I always do that on vacation. I think about like, oh wow. So if I go, especially if you're like somewhere in the like tropical, yeah. I always pull up my phone. I'm like, when did they get rid of slavery? Like, you, you know, it's just <laughs> I, you, you wonder because it's different. You, you think it wasn't done across person the thing to possibly think. <laughs> well, it just wasn't done across the board. So some places you're like, oh, I that's wonder true, when yeah. they got rid of it here. And sometimes it's like way before, and it's like, oh, maybe that's why they're handling things a little better. Or, yeah. but you know, you're it's right, like, oh, this place was part of Spain yeah. until the '60s. There's that's something kind of contrived issues. about it too, with the whole resort like idea of going to a resort where. That's not what things are supposed to be like, right? That's not how the people there live. That's not how you live. You're yeah, just why are you, there. you're really just going for the weather. Like you're not going for yeah. the experience of the place, Have you the guys cultural both been terror. To a like that. I've been to the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, sort of at a place like that, I would say. Because like that's I have one it. type of vacation, and like we can talk about our experiences there, good and bad. And evil. Um, but I think um, we should also get into uh, the the cool parts of traveling, like what cities you see and like the cool shit you get to do there. Like if you do that, you know. Yeah. Johnny was just in Germany and Amsterdam. I was in Turkey and London. Joe, you've been to London, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, me too. Even just traveling within the United yeah. States, yeah, like, there are like cool things, you know. Yeah. So. Anyways, let's let's go to the resort thing though, because I think that's your classic vacation vibe. Um, well, for so many well, people, the, that's their go-to because it's, the, it's it's simple. I haven't been to like a, a a big like one of those all-inclusive things, but I have been on a cruise, which is just that on water, and it's so weird because you're in like an all-inclusive hotel resort, but it's also the party. But it's also getting you there. It's also a and toilet bowl on the ocean. Yeah, but it's also just gross, and you're crammed in with people you don't really like. What did I say? I've never and, been attracted to the cruise no. as like a vacation. I don't think you could pay me to go on a cruise. I mean, Johnny, would you go on another cruise? Like, what would it take to get you to go on another cruise? Oh, I would go. Last time, it was a week cruise uh, on Norwegian, which is in like their brand new ship. So it was an expensive cruise, but oh. I got to go for free. Because a friend's uh, brother relapsed and had to go back into rehab. So his family was like, you don't get to come on a cruise ship now. And oh, they sweet. felt bad because he was like, well, I have to just go on a cruise with my parents now. That sucks. So they let him invite a friend. And I was the, his only friend with a passport because I was like 19. And who has a passport at 19? But I did. So I got to go. And all I had to do is the only thing not included was the alcohol. I probably spent $400 in a week on booze. That's but I was you. hammered for a week straight. So when you think Notice about it. Age. Hammered. 
It was a hard hammered. We ended up getting Robitussin at Bahamas. Uh, not Robitussin. Uh, what? What's it called? A codeine. They sell it over the counter in the Bahamas, and we put it in a Long Island iced tea, and I thought there was a storm, and I didn't realize I was the one just falling against the walls. You were, Everyone you, else was you walking You were the fine. storm. Yeah, You're I was like, like wow, those Rough waves are bad. Today, Captain, like, morning. <laughs> no, it was, it was, we were, we were like, docked. Why do I do this we were fucking still docked, job? Yeah. I used to be in the was, military. Now I drive around drunk idiots. Drive, yeah, they, uh, sail? they didn't, nobody cared, though, because, you know, but, um, yeah, I would go for a free one. It was cool. I would definitely go for free. I wouldn't. Or if you had a big group, like if you're going like 20 people and you're like, if we go somewhere, we're all going to go off and do different things. If we're trapped on a boat, we'll all hang out. Yeah, but so like, I could see that. I, maybe. Don't know, I just feel like I'd rather be on the beach and like just go somewhere where you can go to a beach and chill and go in the yeah, water. But and- I think those cruise ships often like park somewhere and then you can get like time like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Each one's nah, different. Whatever. Our friend yeah, Kevin is yeah. a jazz saxophone player. He used to work on cruises, yeah, like right. in the he bands. Used to perform, yeah. So he would be on the same ship, like going around Europe or wherever for like six months at a time. Wait, really? He was yeah. on that long? Oh, man. Oh, we yeah. should have had him on this episode. I know. We messed up. <laughs> that what night perfect. is it? Friday? He's probably working. Oh, he's, he's bartending hardcore right now. Yeah. Still. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, but cruises are weird. I might go on it with the right people and for the right thing. Like I would do an Alaskan cruise because how else am I going to see glaciers? You know, you don't really see them when you're on the land or on them. You want to watch yeah. them calve off into the ocean that's, and see the whales that. and shit like that. When I was, especially because that's going to be gone in our lifetime, yeah. I, I would do that before a Caribbean cruise again. Yeah. Uh, to your Alaska point, Johnny, when I was in Seattle over uh, for New Year's. Um, I got to Seattle and then I thought to myself, I'm pretty close to Alaska. It's still really far. It's like oh, yeah. going back to closer New York. than you've ever been though. But it's uh, I was like halfway there and I I thought about it. I seriously considered, hey, maybe I should just take a trip up, a brief you know excursion up to Alaska. Like and it's probably only an eight yeah, hour flight. It's it's relatively cheap comparatively from Seattle. And then I remembered it was January and Alaska. In is January like, is like you don't do that unless you know what what you're getting kind of thing. Yeah, you don't go there and be like, I'll get a room at the hotel, but we don't have one of those. Yeah. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, they I all close down for the yeah. winter. Like, no hotel. And it's like, doors. oh god, why do you guys have Russian accents? I thought I was in Alaska. You are. Mm. And I'm like, ah, you know. So, yeah, and you can't let you can't live in an igloo because polar bears will eat you. Um, is that how that works? Yeah, they can just dig through. The, you don't know how big you make an igloo. Dude, if you have ig- if you have any amount of food in there, they'll come and get it, and you but count as food. food too. Polar bears are basically like a giant bulldozer. Like they can just dig into things and and they get, they get wherever they want to. That's go. true. Yeah, you but you know what? Screw, polar screw polar bears. They don't travel. So I, you know. All right, they, back they're to dead traveling. to me this episode. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, we're gonna derail hard. Maybe if they didn't drink all that Coca Cola back in the '90s, they wouldn't have been wiped out by diabetes. I don't feel that bad. Actually, for the let's. Uh, we gotta say what beer we're drinking. Oh, we're drinking. Uh, what do we have here? Wild Leap Brewing Company, solid ground uh, from Georgia. Cold brew coffee stout, really good, really nice. Yeah. I love the cold brew um, version oh, of coffee stouts. I'm loving like, them. The yeah. coffee flavor is like really clean and smooth. Mm-hmm. It's never like the aggressive like flavors. That's generally true of cold brew um, coffee in general. Like, although I do wonder, like do, that. do you or maybe Johnny, you know more about this? Like, how much caffeine are you actually getting in something like that? Is it variable? Is it none? Like, how does that actually? You definitely get yeah. some because yeah. you think about it, there's two ways to do it. You make coffee and add it, right. or you add the beans to the beer in the tank and the fermenter. And right. if you do that, it's 
at usually at like it's after fermentation. It's usually at like forty degrees, fifty degrees, thirty something maybe. Depending oh, so on it's what not it's gonna, you're not gonna so do. you're basically ha- and you you have to let it sit for a few days because it's cold. So you're basically making cold brew with the beer. Um, so I, I, I imagine you get more caffeine from that than if you just add oh, poured in coffee. Yeah, because it never says on it like contains caffeine or. I bet you get more caffeine with it. cold brew because the extraction is is. But you're cold separately. brewing. But you're cold brewing, anyways. Really it, with good. the beer is your cold brew then. But so. I wonder if the water chemistry of the beer allows for oh, more or less extraction. There is already a lot of stuff in that water already. Yeah, so maybe the water can't CO2. hold as much. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I definitely, as somebody who's cut down on a lot of caffeine in the last year, uh, when I have a coffee beer, I feel it. I feel God, my I heart rate that. increase. Oh, really? I got to cut yeah. down on caffeine. Oh, even God, if I, I have a beer with, because I'm very sensitive to caffeine <laughs> now, even if I have a beer with like a lot of chocolate in it, uh, mm-hmm. I'll feel it from that. I'll get, I'll, I'll feel the caffeine from those dark, the dark Interesting. chocolate. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just not sensitive to caffeine like that. I, you said, or you, you don't drink, drink or caffeine. you don't drink. Like, you don't drink enough. You definitely drink too much. Okay, caffeine. today I had a shot of espresso. <laughs> then I made a latte. <laughs> then I came here, and then I had a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm so, having a cup of green tea, and wait. it's probably the first caffeine I've had since before wait, Thanksgiving. So, like, what do you mean you don't get enough caffeine? I still feel like, um, <laughs> like slightly shitty and mildly suicidal. That means I need more caffeine, right? <laughs> okay, now, oh, now no, your no, you're, you're confusing that with the human condition, Lou. Yeah, <laughs> oh, your, your caffeine doesn't help that do. much. With yeah, that. seems Takes like I need off, a vacation. But... <laughs> 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 it was just such it was so that was such a good let us get back on track segue and then i don't know what that vaudeville whoopee cushion noise was. it was a little uh, as if i know <laughs> all right mofo tell me about london um you brought london up so yeah london was the most boom first impressions adventure go, go. um accents are really silly and if i'm a little bit drunk i start to imitate it like subconsciously and it doesn't. It's not. That's not a good thing, probably. Well, it's, you do it's that in general, do though, which seems dangerous as a traveler. Yeah, like even in the south, uh, I did that a little bit, but a lot. General impressions of London: uh, super trippy to see cars going the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I love how you're just diving in a Merocentric first. No, I mean it's, it's true. There's a reason um, these. Jump I was there out with my Turkish girlfriend, which means like she almost couldn't understand anything from the English accent. Oh, that's interesting. Because um, she knows it, American English, not yeah. English English. And, you know, like I think back to when I was in middle school or high school, when I started watching the British office, I didn't understand shit Ricky Gervais was saying, and I had to have subtitles. But now I've sort of gotten used to that, and I can I can understand it just fine. I remember when my sister tried to watch the British office, she got like five minutes in and just looked at me and said, what what is this? What are some people? It just doesn't take. Right. She just couldn't watch it. She's like, I'm going to go back to the regular office. (laughs) She's like, I'm I'm out. I'm going back to the normal. She said I tried. It, It didn't take, you know. So whatever, but I loved the British Museum. That was the coolest thing I did there. I, I think. would say yeah. when, I, when you, I went when we, you and I were there, Johnny. That was my favorite thing too, the British Museum, because you really get to see the epic scope of how much shit the English have stolen over the centuries. That, yeah, I know it's we mad. did our col- yeah. we did our uh, colonization it's episode, amazing. but it's not until you go to some of those museums in Europe, and you're like, wow, you guys really just ransacked the planet for Having a few hundred said that, years. You know, it's pretty cool. 
It's amazing. It's cool to have it all it's, in one place. It's, it's yeah, convenient amazing, for yeah. me to look at. But yeah, it's definitely like every now and then a, com- a country will ask for something back. And uh, the response is usually like, no, nah, fair, fair is fair. Finders keepers. <laughs> that happened a few years ago with uh, what was keepers. the hurricane that tore through the Philippines and like destroyed most of the Philippines? Uh, there was some town where the or Andrew. village where the, <laughs> the whole village got I destroyed. I was in Andrew. He was too. Yeah, the whole village got destroyed though, and except for the church that was like a Spanish one that was built in the 1600s, it was the only thing left. And they asked for the church bell back that was put in it when it was built that America stole uh, during the Philippine Wars in like 1898 or something. Yeah. And it just sits outside of like a like some place. It's like a uh, like outside of a church or something here in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. And they asked for it back, and we were like, Nah, I don't think so. We're gonna keep those bells. Thanks. Um, Fair I don't, know where, fair. Go- but, I don't but, know where I'm going with that. How, how would that work? Like, so um, let's say a, a modern country somewhere in the Middle East is laying claim to something from the Babylonian Empire or whatever. Like, to what extent does a country own that? Just because the land happened to be the same, it was a totally different. That'd be like America saying we own like Native American artifacts or something. We do. We do. If Russia came and just tried to take them, we'd be like, uh, nope, those are ours. Well, like, now, get the fuck yeah. off our heritage I see, I see what you're saying. Like, what if it's an artifact from this ancient culture that was spread out over several several countries, right? Yeah. Oh, so like Roman artifacts in Spain, should Italy get those? Yeah, right, exactly. Like, who made them? Was it soldiers who were Roman citizens who made them? Was it the locals, but they were part of the Roman Empire, but there is no Roman Empire? Well, then anything from before 1776 or 1789 or whatever 83 is english and we should send it back to them under that same thinking that doesn't make sense no nah, the t's already gone we i mean i'm not all. i'm not proposing anything specific i'm just uh yeah i don't know how we got into, into museum reparations this is supposed to be about travel <laughs> yeah well, so anyways, the british museum <laughs> is is probably the the best thing you can do in london i would say i don't um, know the tower is pretty cool i, yeah, I went to the tower but i didn't like pay for it and go in what? I try not to pay. like. They have this thing what? if you're ever traveling to London. It's called the London Pass. Yeah, and you can we like buy a pass for like multiple things. There's different versions of it. Some of them are a big ripoff. Like depending on where you want to go, you can you can just pay we, for we were in, we things. were in London for one day, a, a day and a half, and I'm pretty sure we did the pass and we saw most of the stuff on it. No, we uh, were in, that's impossible in one day. There's like no, we over were, fifty things. We were in London. Oh well, for we. Like, Three days, and we went to the tower at least. <laughs> Johnny's twice. like, "Well, I was in London for one day, then I blacked out." And then <laughs> oh no, we were happy, but we I went to the tower multiple times. Yeah, because there's so much there. It took hours to see it all. Actually, can yeah. I give a can I give a travel tip to anybody who goes to the Tower of London? No, sorry, Johnny. What were you saying before? Really, really, <laughs> really um, yeah. So, really go good tip, and Johnny will back me up on this. If you are interested in seeing the crown jewels, which are in the Tower of London, the way to do it. What are the crown jewels? They're like these insanely huge, bright jewels that you can't even look like titty sized diamonds. And yeah, stuff. they're, they're yeah. diamonds that are so big and so bright and so finely cut that you seriously, as you go past them, you can't look directly at many of them because it, it's blinding. It, they're so, they light they, them. Yeah, yeah they reflect. Oh, they have lights coming down so, on them. Yeah, they so reflect the crown, so brightly. The, Joe, finish your thing and then I, I, I want to rant about the crown jewels. Fair enough. All right. So, um, Basically, if you if you want to see the crown jewels, because that's something that people are like, oh, we must go see the crown jewels. Um, I mean, it's cool, but it's not. It's definitely not worth waiting online for four hours, which is what a lot of people wind up doing. So it's kind of like when you go to Disney World and you get there early, you go to the like ride that's going to be packed the most later first. 
It's like yeah. when, you, when you go to Disney World, you go to Space Mountain first immediately. And it's the same thing with Crown Jewels because I remember we walked through the whole, you know, system of so lineage we went, that you would normally do and we saw it immediately. And then I remember watching people with the line like way beyond where it normally is and they don't even get Well, in yeah, we went at like they opened at 8 a.m. and we were there at like 8.05 because yeah, our, we hotel, like right when our hotel was like across the street. So we woke yeah. and we were all jet lagged. So we just woke up and walked over <laughs> yeah. and Kara was there, my wife, and she's she always asks people, which is a great thing, too, when you're traveling. She'll ask the people that work at the place or someone like from there. Oh, what's the coolest thing to see? Yeah. Or you know, like you don't ask necessarily ask the waiter what's the best menu item at that restaurant. You ask where's their favorite place in town to eat because right. then they'll be honest. Right? Like they're going to the, tell yeah, you they're going to push the special. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're going the to push the special like, if they're told yeah. to push yeah. the special. But if you say, hey, yeah, where's the best bar? Like, where like, do you oh, this bar is party awesome. after your shift? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially if you're like, if you like, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to like ruin a local spot by being the tourists that show up. Oh, They'll steer you towards a more welcoming place, though. But anyways, um, yeah. So we asked the guy at, at the, the counter, the lady or whoever, the person in the silly hat that they have there, the tower guard, <laughs> like, and we're like, and she's like, what's all he can identify? <laughs> she's like, what's the coolest thing that? What should we see first? And she's like, well, the crown jewels get a really long line, but you guys are like the tenth people in, so you should probably do that first. Yeah, good call. And Joe's right. We had to walk through. They had the like the yeah. velvet rope stuff set up for like where scissors back and forth, uh, scissor backs like ten times. You know, you have to walk through the empty it's bank line or the airport line, security. Yeah. It was like that. Right. And by the time we left, that whole space was full. There's hundreds of people yeah. waiting, and we were in there for like there's a treadmill. Like you can't stop. Yeah. You have to keep moving. Oh, are you allowed and to walk on the? treadmill forward yeah if you want to rush through it i guess but <laughs> yeah most no, people like kind of try to waddle back like you can, what, what if you it's walk backwards though because you want to stay staring at the crown then jewels you're gonna someone's gonna walk out of you by one of the dudes with the hat <laughs> then why can't they just yeah. have a non no, they, they, they do it they do it because they it's it wasn't that when we were there but it gets so busy you just step on it and you just wait because it's so packed yeah. we were able to kind of backtrack and walk up and down a little um, yeah, because but it it's it's yeah. You just walk in and you step. Okay, but it's not and then you go you at those four speed. hours. To, like it's no, I mean it seeing. was cool. Yeah, I mean I, I just really don't think cool. our generation is as into precious gems and diamond stuff. And like, who really cares about that stuff? But anymore. it's cool, like historically, you know. But it's cool to just look at him and be yeah. like, wow, when that motherfucker started this war that I've read about, or yeah, exactly. when they he met, you know, when Walter Raleigh came back with some shit and stuff, they bring it out for and titty sized diamonds. Yeah. Like that's just cool. By Huge. It, yeah, it's definitely the biggest like. That's what Johnny said. I'm just repeating it. <laughs> yeah, I stand by it. I stand by that. Um, there's some big stones and stuff, uh, but yeah. the tower is, has so much cooler the stuff. The tower is so cool. Yeah. It was built. It was built two years after uh, William the Conqueror in 1066 right. took over. He's like, I should build a castle so these English don't murder my knights. Yeah, and, and so it's a thousand. It's over a thousand years old. And as an American, it's just really cool to go to something that old that people still live in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed um, London in general for like thinking about how old things are, like just tradition yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you really see how it pile, and there's other places like that too where these old cities you can see how it builds on top over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. It's too. Uh, like I highly recommend if you're ever traveling anywhere. You to, said like, that a little Englishy. I highly, highly recommend. It's just I in my that. subconscious, like I said. <laughs> you're too easily too. swayed, man. I'm telling you. Um, save me from a future cult. <laughs> I know. That I might I'm worried. Join, yeah. I, I always have my ear out for a dangerous cult. That you're already a thunker. You're a thunker for life. You're not allowed to leave, Luke. I, maybe that's what the frog suit is. Maybe that's the first step in your initiation. That's yeah. why. That's why we were sent the frog suit. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I was going to update about that weird student of mine, but that's not applicable to the travel episode. <laughs> At all. Um, in so, a future episode. Um, we'll, in a future we'll, episode, we'll I'll it. update you on the yeah. student who might have tried to roofie me. But on, oh, on oh, to yeah. the travel episode. We're we'll back. We'll have that in the epilogue. Uh, I highly recommend this general routine, which me and my girlfriend did in um, London pretty much for four out of the five days, which is you wake up and you generally plan your day around like, you know, where you're going to go and then start with finding some breakfast in a coffee shop. This is a really radical approach, Luke. (laughs) Do the first thing. No, no, here's, here's the, here's the, 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 let me write this down. Hold on. After the first thing, hit a pub early, like noon, 1 PM, (laughs) the latest have four to five beers and yes. then go to a museum. Four to five beers. Depends on your preference. Wait, is this is this one p.m. Uh, uh, their time or real time? One p.m. in the local time of London, okay. where you are. All right, I'm just making sure. Six p.m. here, I think. Okay, now it makes sense to me. Yeah. as an American. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, because um, like I was in the British Museum and this other one called. Um, uh, drawing a blank on the name. It was just like another National history. Gallery. Um. Uh, Victorian Albert Museum, I believe it was called. Uh, yeah, uh, they had like a bunch of these old rugs from uh, like ancient Iran and 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 various places in the Middle East. And I was just looking at the design on these rugs, like the detail and the design and the the perfect symmetry. These rugs are like we're talking bigger than your house. These these rugs, you know. Oh, they're like the giant ones. Yeah. that they hang up. Yeah, they hang up. It takes up the whole room. But yeah. if you walk up to it and you you just start to look, like, okay, let me follow this pattern. And I was just like really tracing the pattern all the way through the rug. I'm like, these motherfuckers got every detail exactly symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. Find that and this was today. in the year like by hand. I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, before a long time ago, it was a couple thousand years ago. Let's say. No, rugs aren't that old. How old are rugs, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Johnny our rug guy? <laughs> uh, listen, I, I know a lot about rugs. No, I don't. Um, I, I don't know. Rugs are pretty old, I guess. No, I don't think rugs are that old. I think it's like... Cause you don't think they had rugs in, in ancient no, Rome? No, I think they did. I don't think there's any ancient Roman rugs still around, still alive. Like there's very few Romans. I don't know. They got they, they got sandals and stuff. They you know, they find they find things made out of leather and barely. things like that. <laughs> like you can't wear one. Like it's gonna. Well, yeah, but it's not. You shouldn't. If you had an ancient Roman rug that was in good shape and you used it as a rug, you're a piece of shit. So what I'm gonna say is, in general, I think a good piece of advice with travel, no matter where you are, because I've been to some totally rando places. And one of the first things I do is just check out the museums because they're usually. But do the Intel work beforehand, too. Well, I mean, I've gone to places like I went to uh, Colorado last year and I was in Denver and I went down to Colorado Springs to check it out because it's like, you know, an hour and a half bus ride and no idea like what's going on there in terms of museums and stuff. I get there. I just, you know, check on my phone. Where's the local whatever? There's a Tesla museum. Oh, cool! All and apparently <laughs> Tesla. He went there for a couple of years, like the that. car. Eventually, <laughs> but it yeah, turned- no, Joe, you're right. That's how I found the transport museum in Glasgow. Yeah. It was just I had a day to kill, cool- and I, I was those like, oh, too, like one transport of the museum. Me- yeah, one like- of the coolest museums, the transport museum in Gla- that's in Glasgow, right? Or uh huh, Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the it's on the Clyde on the yeah. on the uh, the river, and it's got a tall ship. It's got a big wood, uh, right. we not went wood. On the tall it's ships. just. Yeah, it's yeah. got a steel hull, but it oh, it was a uh, sail and, yeah. and rigging. Like it was a yeah. sail powered ship, 
and it circled the world four or five times as a trading vessel, and then it was a training vessel for the Spanish Navy for like yeah. 50 years. Then it was half sank for 20 years, and now it's a museum, an awesome museum yeah. thing with a little shitty cafe on it. That actually had good sandwiches. But, that's what uh, it's all about. But that's, yeah, that's one of the like cooler museums. The but now, see, there's what kind of museum person are you, Luke? Because I think Joe is more similar to me. Or I think in Kara is the same way, which I have to read everything. If it's a museum I like, oh, I take some time. Well, yeah. so I I, I want to see everything. I mean, and at the British Museum, the like how could I possibly see everything even in one day, right? Well, the British um, Museum. Is but like, I did take my time going through the whole history timeline. Yeah, and I was walking from you're, like you're better off doing ten thousand BC, and then going to like Hammurabi's like code, and then moving through to. Um, Hammurabi? Hammer, ha- is that how they is that how they say it there? That's how that's how no Johnny that's how cultured world travelers say yeah. it. So get with the program. Oh. Excuse yourself. And also all you who are listening who haven't been there. Uh, uh, I mean it's just like that uh, museum in Barcelona I love but <laughs> you know it always uh, bothers me too. I can I just say something really quick to preface <laughs> this whole travel thing is that I like people no, are pieces of shit when it comes to traveling about bragging and yeah like none oh of this you is have just, to go back yeah. to Paris this year like I, I, I go fuck yourself I remember I used to work at a country club in college because you know I was a broke college kid and that place had rich people and I would take their money not and a lot of it but some of it some of it yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all Most, familiar Joe with how amazingly trickle down economics were. yeah it Please was the continue. the ultimate iteration of trickle down <laughs> economics but I remember there was always a few people there who that was their vibe where they were just like they would talk about their trip to Paris and then they would complain about stuff with the travel and then I would say yeah it sounds great I'd love to go someday yeah. you know kind of like shut up yeah I've heard enough about your trip and what bothered me wasn't that they were like oh yeah it's great it, it was their shock that I hadn't been. <gasps> you mean you've never been? What you've, do you mean? You've never been to Paris? It's like, yeah, that costs like more money than I've ever made. Exactly. <laughs> but I have the same, I live in the South now, and I have the same conversation with people that are from here, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I've never been outside of this state, or I've never been to, and they have a good job, and they have, they can take time off, and it's like, what? Yeah, like, so dude, part you of should it go is to, they, knowing you, you know, should They travel. hear I'm from New York, and they're like, oh, I, I bet the city's amazing. I'm like, uh, yeah, when I was 17, and I went to like yeah. try to find underage right. beer for the first time, it was incredible, but, you know, but yeah, you just, some people, just it's not a thing for them, that's but okay. Do you think, I don't think you, think you have that, to travel. You don't have to do anything in but this life, but I think it's idea? a highly beneficial thing. I think if you have the means and ability to do it, I mean, honestly, I, I see what you're saying where some people just might not get benefit out of it. But I think if you're going for reasons of, you know, just genuinely keeping an open mind because this is something different to try and some different stuff to see and different stuff to do. I actually think it's it's a really good recalibration method, right? It's definitely um, to something take yourself that, outside of your normal that, routine. That uh, will click yourself um, into seeing yourself from a different place. Like the the easy example that I thought of when I was arriving in the various places I've been that are different. I mean, obviously London is kind of the same, but like er, there are little things that are different, like how the police are dressed, like what kind of weapons they're carrying, like what kind of pro. You know, everything's a little bit different. And if you're in a country in a different language, um, then all that shit's different. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back to America, like I was going through JFK Airport, and I tried to imagine seeing JFK from like a Korean person's eyes or from. <laughs> 
a Turkish person's eyes and like just seeing yeah. like what they see, like the data points that you get as you're going through customs. Like you're absolutely right, Luke. I, I didn't real. this is a good time for my Mark Twain quote on travel, but I didn't realize how shitty American airports were until I went to Europe and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much nicer, but they have various uh, things that are so much like yeah. such little smart fixes for the obvious problems. I, I flew from Newark to Oslo to Munich to Amsterdam to Copenhagen to Newark on my trip. This was and just a Newark, few months ago, right? Yeah, and the, so that's what five airports or four? Yeah, so five airports in like a week. And the Newark airport was the most disgusting, depressing, <laughs> disappointing, <laughs> and just not. Uh, yeah, not but that's helpful. a biased version of that because you, you know talking about New Jersey here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bad example to pull up, but JFK isn't. Which, great if you haven't visited New Jersey, places, but, keep on driving. But this, this is my Twain. <laughs> this is my Twain quote: uh, "Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts." It's Broad, true. wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Yeah. Okay, so basically, what I said. <laughs> he said it's yeah, but better. Twain said it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, that's I, a great I, way to to put it. Like it, I it, could say I said it, but really Twain said Twain, it. So Twain said credit. it how I would say it if I was a good writer. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, there you I, go. I get that. I think the reasoning there is that at the basis of most like shitty beliefs, like if you're just kind of like um, needlessly biased against a culture for for not a real reason, but just like a. Um, a, a, a made up like uh, some kind of phobia inside your oh, own head, like, or what? Like, like, like your dad said about the toilets in Turkey. Well, yeah, like, like I know plenty <laughs> of people who, when they, when I say like, oh yeah, I'm going to Turkey next month, should be fun, and and in their head they're picturing like that one scene that the Jack Ryan like movie shows of the Middle East right, where it's yeah. like, and I'm like walking through a desert with the heat, like making the camera like, you know, and it's like, yeah. nope, it's just going to be like New a York city. There's a camel. <laughs> there's, there, there's camels everywhere, yeah. right? Well, like yeah. I had somebody like, what was it? A student and like an adult student. And I was like, yeah, like I'm going to be mostly in Istanbul. Like, and then, um, I was like, I might have to drive somewhere. I'm a little nervous about that. And she's like, Oh, are there a lot of animals like in the road? I'm like, What? An what animals? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> um, I mean, there are dogs and cats everywhere, but you know, that's that's not like the that's animals. Like, so maybe that's what they meant. No, I don't. I don't think she was hip enough to to be like one. You know, going a layer deeper to be like, Oh, I've heard Istanbul's known for having cats all over the place and dogs. You, you, and you think she just thought that there's camels everywhere? Yes. Yeah. yeah primarily. Um, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, but, uh, traveling definitely uh, makes you uh, understand that the way you do things, like your general culture, like your general behavior and your thought patterns and all that, that's just one solution to the like equation of of being a human. Yeah, there are many valid solutions to that. Like, sure, there's cultural behavior that you would say, yeah, that's not good. We should, you know, not do that. Yeah, and, like chopping off each other's heads. Yeah, or, or you know, various things. You don't even have to go into them. But um, go into for them, example, Luke. like food <laughs> is a great example where each culture has their own set of behaviors that evolves around food. And it's like one of the cooler aspects to like getting to know a country is like yeah, yeah let's get not like the 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 in the touristy area food but like let's ask a local person or someone who who knows what's up like where should i go that's, if i want to get when into people this? come to new york i tell them dude you got to go hard rock cafe don't square 
Yeah. No, no, no. If you really Great want a good time, the Times Square Chili's. <laughs> Times Square Chili's? No, the Times Square Olive uh, Garden is the big no, tourist one. Oh, that's actually, yeah, I think he's got us. I think the Olive Garden is. Well, so my yeah. girlfriend's parents came to New York um, two summers ago. And for some reason, her mom was just dead set on going to the Times Square Olive Garden. Are you serious? And I'm like, did she just like read this in like an article online or something? Wait, I guess they don't have Olive Garden in Turkey. Definitely not. Although her thought process was, it's such a good deal. They give you unlimited bread the whole time. (laughs) I'm like, you're not wrong. You know, it is a good deal, especially in in New York City. That's a great value. But did I I tell you when uh, Kevin and I found the McDonald's in Italy? We got McDonald's. Oh yeah, you were in Italy in high school, right? And we went on the school trip. I went with Kevin, our uh, uh, thun, a thung contributor we've had on, thung who we were talking about earlier. And uh, he, uh, he's like, I want to find this McDonald's. I saw it on the Travel Channel, and it's the fanciest McDonald's like in the world. See that I'm and, totally about going. And to the he was like, and, and it, it's right yeah. like next to the Spanish Steps, which is a big thing in 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 Rome. So we went to see that anyway. So we got there and it's all like beautiful marble, like Corinthian it's marble awesome. and stuff. And like it, it, everything's gorgeous. I got a pint of beer in a glass with a burger in a paper wrapper on a tr- plastic The McDonald's very, got a liquor license? And, you, and no, I think they, it's just Italy. It's just Europe. They're cool about beer like, there in a lot of places <laughs> yeah. we're not here. Um, the, but it was it's just weird. It was like, I mean, I got the curly fries because they don't have that here and the beer because they don't have that here. But we just wanted to go check it out. It was also kind of trashy of us to go eat at McDonald's. No, but here. imagine if you were a Roman who came to New York and you're like, oh, let me check out their McDonald's. I, I wonder if theirs are marble, too. And you just go to the McDonald's. And it's like, like, oh, these are slaughtering houses, like, basically. Yeah, or like, yeah. At, like at, by the Jamaica train station or something. And it's just like, like oh, I guess this is how the, the they house their homeless people is in these bathrooms. Okay, <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like not the no. Same it, it, scene. The, the airport thing you were saying, Luke, was interesting because going from airport to airport, it was really interesting. Like getting into the EU was one thing, and and just watching people. It was interesting to watch how the European people dealt with it and the, you could tell who was American and who was European based on how they reacted to the, the airports uh, but it was weird when we got a connecting flight through Oslo we had to go through uh, we had to go through customs just to get a connecting flight because they weren't in the EU Oh right, yeah. You had to leave the but but we didn't leave the airport. Oh. We just you know we're trying to go from one gate to the other, and they asked us a bunch of questions. Cause I think they have a lot of illegal immigration stuff, so they're asking us all these questions and I stuff. I mean, they probably checked it, your passport and just asked you the normal questions of like you know what's your deal. Yeah, no. Well, we were a group, so they made us. They they like grilled all of us to make sure we we you know we weren't I don't know smuggling things or we all had the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Which, Maybe because like, we were flying to Amsterdam, they assumed we were up to sketchy stuff. Right. But, you know, Which, based we, on the amount of beer you guys drank in Germany, you might not have had the same story anyways. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> surprised I survived that trip, but uh, the Germany <laughs> side, to be honest. Yeah, that's what it sounded like from your description, where I didn't hear from you for two days, and then all of a sudden you said, yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, um, Joe, um, just say what beer we're drinking. We just cracked our, our second beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. what do you got, guys? We switched uh, actually, to... this is from Johnny. He sent bum, it out bum, 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 bum. via friend Ooh. of the podcast, Mikhail. Totterclaws. Oh, it made it. That's not our friend, Totterclaws, but that's the beer. Totterclaws is the name of the to- beer. Totterclaws. Totterclaws. Which means dead Klaus, dead Santa. What is this, like a <laughs> like a, a sweet stout or something? It's a Russian imperial stout. Okay, it's so... a bourbon barrel-aged Russian imperial stout. Oh, it's pretty sweet. 
It's, it's amazing. It's great. What's that? Well, it was just bottled this year, so it, it could have sat for another two or three years, but that's fine. You can drink it now. Like I'm aging some, some stouts I mean, now, Johnny. There, there's no chance I would have accomplished having it together with Joe if I didn't do it ASAP. What percent do you <laughs> think this is, Lou? Um, it's not like it's not coming across to my uh, palate as being high percent. So that's I'm, not a number. I'm gonna guess it's either one of those secretly really high beers that are, that's terrifyingly high. Um, but I'm gonna guess like nine. Johnny, what do you think? I know what it is. So <laughs> I, I got it for you guys. So it's ten point six. Shit, higher than yeah, I thought. It's uh the the a little sneaky. So that's a Russian Imperial Stout, which is a good beer for a travel episode. Not just that the beer traveled to you guys from North Carolina. Yeah, can you tell us more about Russian Imperial Stout? Because that's not a type of stout I'm very. So it's really cool. So Imperial in craft beer it usually just refers to anything after you get over the, like the nine ten percent alcohol range. But it has a very specific historical meaning. So back in the day, England may beer used to be a lot more local. I'm going to be real quick here. I won't get bogged down in history too much. But in the 14th beer, century, beer used to be really to <laughs> beer used Once to be really localized. And uh, like you, you couldn't reproduce beer in other places because they didn't have the same yeast, the same temperature, climate ingredients, blah blah blah. So if you liked English, if you liked beer in England, you couldn't get English beer in Germany, or you couldn't really get good English beer in Turkey, or yeah, you could barely get people around, let alone beer. Right, that's how the IPA got invented because the beer was too hot. It was too hot, and just they couldn't make beer in it in India, so they would ship it with extra hops to keep it from spoiling, and people got used to it, so they kept making. It when they got back, but so the Russian court in Saint Petersburg was a mon- it was the, the czar. He was like the ruler of Russia, one of the biggest countries of the world at the time, and they are big drinkers in Russia, believe it or not. <laughs> and they loved they loved the English strong ales that were, would not be brewed to really be sell- sold a lot. It, it used to be more like a country estate kind of thing. Like if you had land and stuff, you would have them when they were brew- during brewing time. But like, yeah, brew the beer for the workers and for our everyday beer. But, you know, make a small batch of a, some strong strength barrel I can let sit till Christmas. That'll keep and I can crack open for, for my my, you know, bewigged friends or whatever bullshit. So yeah. it, it wasn't really like a common commercial consumer thing, but they loved it. The the uh, Peter the Great came to England, uh, I think once uh, came to London uh, when he was younger, and they just he loved the beer, so they would order it, but it had to be really strong because uh. that's what they wanted, but also just to be shipped that far. So right. the Russian Imperial Stout, a Russian Imperial meant it was going to be shipped to the Russian court, and uh, the stout is because the you know the stout stout was invented in Ireland and the, the English Isles. I just always so, assumed they made it really strong, and they were like, "This is as strong as like the Russian government." Nope. Something Technically, like that. <laughs> it was it was to be because it would be brewed entire. You'd fill up a whole ship because he's ordering it for like at that level. You know, you're not buying a a beer a bottle or a keg at a time. He's getting a shipload. So Russian Imperial Stout would be a whole production geared just to shipping it over there. But it's a great style that lives on now. It's really conducive to barrel aging because it would historically sit in barrels for a long time. So, uh, and the people, there's so many bourbon barrels in America. So you see a lot of barrel aged stouts, especially down here in the South, because bourbon is so big. I see it all the time. Uh, like every brewery does, or yeah, not yeah. every, but that's the a most common type it. of barrel aging, right? And yeah, and so, but now imperial just kind of means the strength. Imperial strength is is you know when you get into the double digits alcohol with beer. But, Which is uh, so funny when you give a beer like this to somebody 
who is used to beer at the like five percent level. Yeah, like a Budweiser or um, something, or like or even like some lagers like from Blue Point or well, I prefer like to give Point. I yeah. prefer to give those beers to wine drinkers that say they don't like beer because of the beer taste or whatever their excuses. <clears throat> I'll give them like a Russian Imperial or a Baltic Porter yeah. or something, a high gravity beer like that. And they'll be like, oh, wow, this is like like a dessert in a glass. It's like, yeah, because it's not a dry wine. It's a rich, right. multi beverage. Um, so, yeah, I love Obviously, I love we're into craft beer on Thunk Tank podcast. But like, so being into craft beer for me, I'm also really into coffee. When you're traveling to a different city, it gives you like an automatic, like, cool way to connect with the city that's yeah. not just like oh let me be a tourist like everyone else like so when i'm going for example when i went to london i ask like friends i ask like the internet and i figure out where are the hippest coffee places and then i figure out where are the hippest craft beer places yeah i usually figure out where are the hip cocktail places because um our friend kevin who who did a whole episode on cocktails I don't know what number that was, 11 maybe. Um, yeah. He always tells me when I'm going somewhere, like if there's a cool, like got to go to cocktail That's bar. Cool, yeah. Like the one in London, I'll I'll um, just say it. I think, yeah, Experimental Cocktail Club is its name. And it's sort of in Chinatown and you have to just sort of find this door. There's not even a handle on the door. There's a lot of places You have places to literally like pry your fingers in the, in into New the York crack too. and pull it open yeah. and then go up a dark staircase. And the whole time you're like, uh, this can't be right. And then you walk into like a really cool cocktail bar, and it's probably packed, right? It was pretty packed. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what's so funny because I've been to a couple places like that in New York City too, where you would never think from the outside, and then you go through like a hallway or a and kitchen, and all of a sudden, the most killing Thai yeah. restaurant in New York or and whatever the fuck packed. it is. Yeah, it's packed. It's like, oh, here are your most of the cool places chocolate are grasshoppers. I'm like, okay, I'm eating like chocolate that. grasshoppers now. Like, yeah, like I remember happening. just um, I was teaching. Uh, uh, my girlfriend and her brother in Istanbul, the phrase hole in the wall for a type of place. That's a great phrase, They were like, what too. the fuck did you just say? A hole in the wall? It's a great place. And it's I was like, phrase. oh, I just mean like, because we found this particular hotel in Istanbul that you have to like, there's a lobby of a hotel and then it looks like nothing. And then there's but a hole in the wall. But if you go up all the way to the top floor, there's a bar up there and it has one of the most beautiful views of Istanbul. Um, it's on the uh, European side. If anybody knows Istanbul, it's sort of um, near uh, the uh, Galata Tower. And um, great tower, Galatia. That's for example. That's the famous tower that you'll spend like thirty lira, wait in a line, go up. It'll be super crowded. You'll get a great view of the city. But the hotel is an example of if you dig a little deeper and yeah. or just walk around with a curious kind of exploring mind, like. You just find cool shit like that. Right. And so I think with traveling, there's there's sort of like the good way to do it and the bad way. And the bad way would be to sort of just feel obligations to do things. Oh, like, oh, you have to go see this. And yeah. that's actually kind of I mean, of that a could be a thing. good thing. Like, you have to go to the British Museum. Okay, yeah, you should yeah. go. But you have to leave a couple days where you just let whatever comes up happen yeah yeah you want you want some some flexible randomness because you never know like that's the adventure part of yeah it. your whole vacation is planned out it's really just a you're just working then so well, especially like, in a i don't city where anything much of a, can happen and it's not even that you're working uh, i think that's true but even worse like you're doing photo ops right that's something that you see so 
often where what's your policy on photographs like on vacation i'm i'm down for photographs but i don't think that should be oh, the, the emphasis yeah. no well, that's what i mean like i like i have i've been to places where i t- i there's a million photographs of me there like when we were in uh scotland we were taking pictures at the castles and shit like that was awesome we're taking pictures left and right but, but Wait, that was then at the at the but pubs, i've also been my, to places where there's no evidence i've pictures. been there what yeah, but like at the pubs, Kara would make us stop what we were doing mid-sentence to take pictures. And That's the time, thing it's I don't really like annoying. is you shouldn't have to stop. But um, what I like to do is... But now we have those pictures. But I'm a little annoyed, Luke. You didn't ask me for have to go beer places in London. I would have told you to go to Fuller's Brewery, one of the best uh, uh, bitters, I it. think, in the world. You fucked up. That's uh, definitely where I'm going to go next time. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, we, I talked to you about going to London for enough time that I thought it would come up, but... Well, um, I didn't want to be the guy telling you where to go. I also don't know. Maybe go, I went to Fuller's and I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you probably, were both wasted. <laughs> London's a big city. It's in in uh, West London. All right, so. I'm done. Can we stop talking about London? I'm over London. <laughs> yeah, let's go on to the next thing. Um, um, what well, Istanbul? <laughs> well, well, how about this? What's what's the what's the most uh, interesting or weirdest like random place you've ever traveled to? Like you ever, whether it's like you went there specifically or. You know, you were somewhere, like I said, and you wound up taking a train somewhere else. Like, is there any place that, you know, again, that was unplanned, unexpected, whether that's a whole trip or an extension of a trip that you can think of that, you know, was really cool that you discovered something or. I, I've definitely had some cool extensions to trips. Like yeah. um, when when we when I went to Istanbul, actually, both times we took a short vacation to Bodrum, which is like this beautiful southern coastal city. Oh right, that's when you crossed over and drove down, right? Like yeah, I didn't. End, I street. ended up flying down there. Oh, you did. We were gonna do a long road trip, but it was gonna be so long and and. Oh. Um, yeah, but don't you just drive like three hundred miles per hour and ignore the? You can ignore the poster co- uh, cop cars. Yeah, in Turkey, <laughs> on the highways, they had these flat cardboard cop cars that, like, from you know, uh, uh, far enough away, it looks like a real cop car. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of countries have that. I, I yeah. That, I, like, for example, why don't we have that? It seems like I, such a g- easy, like, cheaper idea. Cheaper idea than hiring a bunch of extra. I, I had never like even remotely heard of that until you told me that. Me neither. I saw it. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Because I saw the so backside different. of it, the one facing the other direction. I'm like, there's a cop car without any writing on it. <laughs> yeah, but like, what kind of lobbying power do police have in 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 Turkey, countryside Probably of Turkey, some, compared to like, um, I mean, compared to America, though? Oh, compared to America, like I'm sure there's less lobbying. There's more. Just yeah, that's that's you, why we're not giving. That's why we're not giving away our cop jobs to cardboard. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm sure that the cops are like, why would we um, yeah. have have one piece of cardboard built that lasts forever? Also, the story here the of somebody. Yeah. The story here of someone like gets stabbed and they they manage to like crawl for help to the cop car they see on the corner and it's fake <laughs> and then they bleed out there. Like, I just see the the negative press not yeah. being good. Yeah, it's like I guess just hire actual cops or something, you know? Like why not? But yeah, Joe, like the going somewhere else from your destination, like if you're going to another country, I think it's really good to like one have enough time there that you yeah. settle in. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm here and now I'm gone, you know. And also go to a different place. So, like, take a train somewhere, take a bus somewhere. Like, you have to do the things that are, like, everyday life things. Right, yeah. So, like, I I took that one road trip in Turkey, and then I also flew to this city called Bodrum, which in in Turkish just means basement, because it's, like, at the basement of Turkey. That's Um, amazing. 
not in like a gross like all the shit leaks there kind of way like yeah not like florida's <laughs> the, the wang of the united <laughs> yeah. states like it's more like a beautiful city with water that's you know so clear you can see like 20 feet ahead of you at the fish you know um like perfectly clear water so that's where we stayed at this resort that was an nice. all-inclusive place but nice. one of the nights we were like we got to break out of this routine we're just like waking up beaching drinking lunching why? drinking why mini golfing like pooling that sounds perfect to the beach back to the pool yeah. oh now how about the beach oh it's almost dinner time like let me quick shower Scarf this shit down my you know gullet. <laughs> more beer while showering you know <laughs> so that's one thing but we left the resort one day and we took a bus and we went into the um city that was like by that resort the actual city and yeah. we just walked around and it had such a cool nightlife like I, you know, I was kind of getting bored of the resort. Right, yeah. And then at the nightlife thing, I was like, oh, cool. I'm getting like the vibe of this place, like the tempo, you know? It's like the city that Turkish people go to vacation at. So at the resort was yeah. mostly non-Turkish people. Yeah, there's, there's layers of how and who is vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's why I didn't like the cruise ship because you're there with a, but you all leave from the same port from New York. So I was just on a ship with a bunch of shitty New Yorkers. Yeah, you want to be when you, different people. And when you get to the port, like you did have the excursion, like we got to the Bahamas, but you're only there for like four or five hours and you, there's three other cruise ships that are from similar places and they all just dumped thousands of people in this area and it's like, oh, so it's either people working for tourists or tourists. This really isn't like the authentic take on the. Like I don't even consider having gone to the it's Bahamas a from that version of it. Yeah, it was very much the it's showroom. It's like a recreated part. version. Yeah, see, that's what bothers me about cruises. Like I much yeah. rather, I much rather go to an actual place and spend three days there than spend a week on a boat and then get shat out onto. Uh, like the tourist section corner of an island yeah. for an afternoon or something. And that's not you know enough I mean? time. You're like, oh, I can't leave this section because then the boat will leave without me or some shit. And you then know? I'm really screwed, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, for example, at this resort in, in Bodrum. Um, he's getting more He's getting more uh, ethnic. No, it's just, it's hard for me. Like, in <laughs> English, you would say Bodrum, and in no, but, Turkish, Bodrum. Like, no, no you know? but that's changed as you drink more beer. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I speak Turkish way better when I'm drunk. That checks out. I've kind of like, noticed totally. Like I, I stopped translating in my I, head, and I just like. I kind of noticed go. that it's funny, like because I I realize I'm. It's really hard to say something in a foreign accent unless you try to over. I I just try to overdo it now, and then when I ask people who speak that language, they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty close, actually." Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty your close. brain naturally does it. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's so just this, another accent. At this resort, they set up these various nights to recreate aspects of Turkish culture. And they also chose other nationalities too. But let's say, for example, they would set Are you up. Sure, you weren't in Disney World. Um, it, it felt like that. There were, like, well, were I mean, it didn't feel like Disney World at all. I, I shouldn't <laughs> have said that. But <laughs> there were like more Russian people, more Polish people than Turkish people, for example, and a lot of British oh, people too. Yeah. So they set up this Turkish night where they set up the whole area, like the pathway between like the eating area and the and the rooms. They set it up with tents, and it feels like a, a sort of marketplace like you would get um, in a city where all these vendors are just under tents and, like, you're just haggle for prices, like that kind of vibe, you know? Buying mm -hmm. leather bags and whatnot. For, like, way too much, probably. But it, it just all feels fake because it's all set up for the tourists. it is, And if yeah. you just take the bus into the actual city, then you walk through the actual version of that, which is this awesome area where in between the buildings they put up a a bunch of big like sheets and so it basically blocks out the sun during the day and during the night all these lights are hanging 
and you just get like the real authentic version of like walking through um they're called like mazalar i think just like these like little not official stores but just pop-up marketplace type areas you know like why would you get the version at the resort when you can just get the version for real so i'm loving this beer so johnny turpin (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hate to uh, i was gonna jump in so perfect so uh i was just in germany and i know talking about levels of levels 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 of of tourists (laughs) the 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 levels of the tourists is is, you definitely notice it there so uh i was in munich or munchen which is like the the southernmost biggest city wait is that how they pronounce it munchen i was gonna say munchen (laughs) yeah it's it's munich we call it munich but in america but munchen i'm sure i'm saying it with a wrong accent but that's how they spell it it's easy to assume everything we say in english is the name of the city yeah (laughs) and it's and that's the capital of bavaria uh you know but like real far south in like you're basically in the northern alps there you're real far south in germany but uh they have the big oktoberfest every year which was a wedding in the 1800s that they just the, some royal wedding, and they were like, you know what? Just open up the cellar. We're just gonna rage for a couple of weeks and drink all the beer in the country aside. And they did. It was such a big party. They were like, let's do this again next year. This was awesome. And they've been doing it for like two hundred years now, straight. Uh, but the uh, minus a couple of wars. It was just interesting because like we were talking. I went with a group of guys, and we were talking about getting like lederhosen, which are these like it's a it's a like reindeer fur or elk fur pants, like shorts. So these leather shorts with the uh, suspenders and like the bright colored shirts that look like kind of oh, tablecloths and the little hats. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Lederhosen. Yeah, I do. And you yeah, yeah. and the girls wear the dresses that push the, the the boobies up and like the big the big dancing dresses with the square cut. Uh, tops and all that. This, this and, all sounds we, all right. But I didn't want to be. We didn't want to be those touristy Americans. Like you know, I it, I thought it would be like, oh, it's the guy showing up to Dublin like dressed as a leprechaun. That's offensive. <laughs> so because I'm Have not, you done I'm that, not Irish. Uh, no, I, did, I specifically didn't when I went to Dublin. Specifically, and, uh, like you had to stop yourself. <laughs> he had the option. Yeah, I washed off. Eh, maybe not. Yeah, I, I had to wash out the face paint and the, everything before, <laughs> before I went. But. Yeah. Uh, it was just interesting because uh, the uh, um, um, everybody was in later hose. I felt out of place in blue jeans, and most of the people there were either German or European tourists. But there were a lot of German people at the festival. But you could tell they're from other parts of Germany that they came to Munich. Oh, so, so they congregate there regardless. I guess so, or may, or maybe they just live in Munich or in the suburbs around it, or you know, yeah. it's within a day's drive. Because you would see groups of and, and it's young people, but people of all ages. But I, I get it. If you're 19 and you know you have some, if when we were 19, 20, and it was legal for us to go to Oktoberfest, it was an hour away. We would have driven. Um, but it's just weird to see the different. You could definitely tell the American or the you know West Hemisphere tourists versus the the, the European tourists. Yeah, and yeah. It's every, definitely good to stay but, away from other tourists. And you could tell the Germans that were just putting up with like yeah, like yep, this is this happens every year. Well, I feel the like city the, makes so much money. You know, it's yeah. worth it. But and not like, all everybody equal. The only people who did Whoa. speak English though there, <laughs> the only people I ran into who didn't know English were pretty much uh, like people that either had no interest in it or people that were visiting from other European countries like, oh, I learned German for this trip. You know, they don't know English. But it it was weird to see that that levels of stuff. How'd you read the street signs? 
They're in English, they, probably, right? No, they're in they're in German. They're just really they're I mean, just really places, long. Like a lot of places have everything in both languages. Really? Yeah. No, it's it was all in German, but like uh, like I mean, Lindvermasterab, yeah. America. Like a lot of say. the a lot of the streets would be just be like six or seven syllables. So I just memorized the first six letters. It's the definitely last two or something. Um, almost a disadvantage at the fact that we can go to any country and pretty much know that. Um, somebody will speak. Somebody English. will know some basic English, yeah. even if it's just like a basic exchange of but money for. It's a not product. even that. Like, you, you know that somebody will probably know basic English, and in fact, there will probably be people there who are also fluent in English, or or even just in between. Like they yeah. they might not be ready to start their doctorate, but they'll, they're they're perfectly fine to talk about where the bathroom know, is, where the bathroom least. is, or like any recommendations they have of places to go. Yeah. Like, I remember being in Istanbul and... That's such a weird double standard with Americans, how none of us know a second language. Very few of us do. Comparatively to yeah. other countries. Comparatively, yeah. 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 I remember um, bumping into some Americans in Istanbul. Um, like, well, at the been... airport, I was with a bunch of Americans, but I'm like, hey, you're on my flight, motherfucker. Like, I can't say hi to you yet. Like, we're still right here at the airport. Yeah, we're still But if I see America. you out in the wild, I'm definitely going to say hi, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, we were waiting hey, to get on this ferry to cross from the European side to the Asian side. It's a cool um, port called uh, Ortakuy, and um, I had just been like hearing so much Turkish around me. My brain's getting tired. Just like, where am I? I'm tired. And then like I heard, I heard like a group walking by, and my ears perked up like a fucking dog when the doorbell rings. You know, yeah, another. I was like, <gasps> English, and it's American English. No, it's, it's more like when you see another dog in public, and you're like, oh my god, another yeah, one. Yeah. It's not a human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, should I say hi? What yeah. would I say? Like, is this? Is this normal to say hi? Like, I haven't heard English all day, but maybe yeah. it's everywhere. Like, but um, I think I said hi because we sat on the same like, uh, like whatever. Um, but you accidentally said hi in Turkish, and then you were like, "Fuck." No, I, I mean, I, I, I was just like, like <laughs> I gave them the nod, like "sup," you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like how your 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 English uh, version, language version of a nod is "sup." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair um, enough. But I think it's definitely really cool if you if you're in a country where the language is different. If you can, obviously, not you can't always do this. But if you can have somebody who's from there or no, knows the language take you around, your experience will be like twice as good. It's interesting too that you point that out because I think going back to what we were saying earlier about how, especially for people who haven't had much experience traveling, because I I feel like it's in some ways it seems kind of, um, it seems kind of silly to say that you know oh i haven't traveled it's it's too late but i feel like people kind of think that like i definitely know it's an excuse they're making an excuse yeah no but traveling is hard it's not easy you have to do something but i definitely know people who actually i think uh, they've tricked themselves into really feeling that way when a complacent sense of well i could have traveled back in the day but now i can't exactly and they're able to do it so i think for some people it, it can seem daunting to know well i would have to get on this airplane and you know, and you might have to leave at 6 a.m. And guess what? That means you have to get up at like 2 a.m. because yeah. it's an internet. You know, like it's if you're going to find a cheap way to travel, it's going to be yeah. filled with elements of bullshit like that. But what's interesting, but you make it work because what's, it's, it's what's worth interesting, it. too, is that because it, it's different here, because in a place like Europe, if you went to other European countries, you would get different cultures that are very distinct and you get the same thing here in America. But it's also an easier transition. So. My point being, like, I know people who have never – we're on the East Coast, and I, I have friends who are my age 
um, and they've never left the East Coast. And I tell them all the time. It's a little weird. Yeah, you have the time. Why don't you just take a especially if take a trip, hit the road. Like worst case scenario, you'll get back. There's no, not going to be any situation where all of a sudden people are yelling at you in another language if you just try to drive to Chicago. And that's what's so cool is Chicago is going to have a different cultural whatever. vibe than New yeah, York. There's going to be cool stuff there. It'll be a lot of overlap because we're in the same country, but because the language is the same, you can very easily access the different culture within the language. That's well, why I heard some, going to London is such a great I was going to say, I, I heard some, because I did a road trip down south uh, a couple summers ago, just because I like was like- from Texas all the way up, right? Yeah, I flew down to Texas, and then I- cause That's my, a fun way to see the country, by the way, is driving instead of flying. It was great. My friend was like, I, I want somebody to road trip with. And that's when I visited, uh, we visited you, Johnny. Remember we stopped at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. So that was the whole thinking, like, let's just drive through the South and stop at places. Stop at places that you know. Yeah, check it out. Always recommend Richmond, Virginia. Like, a big shout out for Richmond. Like, that's a great place if you're coming up the East Coast. I don't think I make that a stop. I don't think I quite made it quite up to Richmond, which is ironic going on there and really cheap to stay. Well, what's funny is I definitely ran into people where I was like, I don't think this is really English. Oh, yeah. And then if you you go, like, uh, our friend Nathan. He, he always makes a stop in Richmond, but he wanted yeah. to try something new, so he stopped in Roanoke, Virginia, and oh, he said the place was a shithole. Yeah, there's a lot of places <laughs> like that. There's and, some good and, brewers in, in Roanoke. Um, he stopped at one, and he said it was like so bad. I mean, I, I live in the South. It was but, so bad that he just like walked yeah. out without drinking it. No, I, I live in the South, but you Northern Yankee assholes keep telling us how great it is. All right, Johnny, so when I... When no, I did, no, no, you guys are the experts. I, no, because no, here's the thing, Johnny. When I did my trip... I drove up through Tennessee or Arkansas. I saw some weird shit actually on that trip. But I bet some really weird shit. But when I drove up through Tennessee, visited you in North Carolina, like did some Appalachian Trail shit, and then came back down <laughs> Appalachia. I love how like that's the interesting part of the story. <laughs> and you're like, did some Appalachian Trail shit. You know, I was in the woods for a few days. Oh, <laughs> I was, there were some weird people in the woods, man. Um, but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, and then I came down and I went through like Mississippi uh, or Alabama, Mississippi and Louisiana. Dude, Louisiana. Louisiana. There was a guy. We we got to a gas station. Never been. So we got to a gas station. First of all, like I don't want to generalize Louisiana, but like the person to tooth ratio is way off. <laughs> From like the few places I like. Wait, what's the normal person to tooth ratio? I don't know how, how many, many teeth does a, does a human have. At least twenty something. Like, so it should be t- like there should be twenty, 20 times to one. more teeth than people. It's like, and it, it's like yeah. one to one. It's like twelve, <laughs> like on average. Now is that because like, some people have only one tooth and yes, the rest have normal? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and some people have also uh, it's a have skewed data set. Yeah. But I remember we pulled into this gas station and this guy pulled up next to us and I'm just pumping gas. It's like two a.m. on a weeknight random day and this just like skinny pasty dude gets out of his truck which is just like it's a pickup truck just stacked full with green garden hoses no- that's right it sounds normal nothing else no yeah. shovels no anything else just like stacks like not like they're wrapped and he's selling them like they're they've clear they're dirty they've clearly been used and it's just green garden hoses and he just looks at me and he goes Hey, how? And then he starts evening, and then he starts like being like, <laughs> like talking like Boomhauer or something from like King of the Hill, and I'm just like, this is in English, like I don't know. Oh, sure, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, nice but night. See, even like, even then, when like somebody says in like a just southern kind of accent, like, oh, y'all come from there, you come to and you think to yourself, 
well, I, I got the basic tone of his question. Yeah. It didn't accuse me of stealing something. He's basically making conversation. <laughs> well, he seemed like a nice guy. I, and I was just thrown yourself, off by all these other factors. Of you like could just go, garden hoses yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I did, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this guy seems like he's not concerned about anything. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just not like, expecting a specific he's just, answer. He's just like, shooting the shit at the, at the, you know, yeah. the gas pump. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, nice night. Like, you know. Yeah. But like it, it in, was in that sense, is it any different going to London than going to Louisiana in terms of the different yes. type of English you'll hear? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I really didn't understand what this guy was that's saying. That's what I mean. Like I can understand a British accent better than some southern accent. Oh, I that that's exactly my point. No offense. I, I love them. But, but there's also English accents that I mean, if you've ever been in a cab in the in the UK, <laughs> that's not like a language I know either. Like you remember this, Johnny? In There's Glasgow. so many different yeah. types. Especially of if I'm drunk yeah. and yeah. the cabbie sober. The what? If I'm drunk and the cabbie sober, which is common, <laughs> it's very difficult sometimes. Yeah. Is yeah. it ever reversed? <laughs> uh, I in, hope not. In New York, in New York it is. <laughs> in, yeah, in definitely. Specifically, I our in, general location. Yeah. We had a famous I, Halloween. I think you were involved with it, were Johnny. You, were you there when our oh, cabbie was yeah. wasted? I was thinking about the guy, the hallucinating cabbie I had. I lived in Albany, New York for like a year. <laughs> oh, this all checks out, actually. The only cab driver I got that didn't just like wasn't wasted um, was, was, was wasted was, on something else. <laughs> no, yeah. He, he was like a retired professor who used to be like a really smart guy, uh, but he had a stroke, and, and now acid. he like sees things that aren't quite there. Wait, did he and have a stroke, or does he just do a lot of acid or both? I don't know, but his voice was all gravelly, and he went on like a squash high squash diet, and it helps with his his <laughs> his hallucinations because he's like, oh, you know, I see them everywhere, and I was like, oh yeah, what's that? And he's like, they kind of look like those guys from Star Trek, uh, from Star Wars, but organic you know the robots in star wars imagine those C3PO? guys are made out of organic but yeah that's what he meant he's like but made out of organic material he goes i've hit a few even with the cab and i was like oh my god I'm <laughs> who gonna did die. Run over? So, johnny you're telling yeah, who did me this guy, guy run just, over you're telling me this guy just Jesus. learned how to like um, um oh understand god. that when he sees those those are fake <laughs> what do you see fake uh, i think he he was convinced that his diet was linked to their Appearances. Wait, was this? I don't know if he knew their appearances are clearly hallucinations. So that could be true. Was that before or after he was on the all squash diet? No, no, he went on the all squash diet because it helps with them. He used to see them everywhere. So that's how he mitigates the C three PO. So Jordan Peterson's on an all meat diet. This cat's doing an all squash diet. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but that's why Jordan Peterson just sees uh, uh, lib cucks or whatever everywhere. (laughs) Well, you know the thing about Pinocchio, man. (laughs) He just sees leftists and 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 just just weak spongy white males everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all about the diet, squash first, meat ratio. But no, my point was he was the only cab Jesus. driver I had in that city that wasn't, uh, I wasn't convinced was drinking. One guy straight up was like, I could really use a cigarette instead of a tip. Could one of you guys give me a few cigarettes? And like, when your cab driver's bumming cigarettes off of you instead of tip money, because that's what he would spend, like you're bartering now. And yeah. it's a certain level of- uh, Is that taxable but, bartering? But that's, <laughs> that's also what happened here when we had that cab experience where the first cabbie- he was, was drinking a tall boy of beer. Well, no, it while was ha- yelling at the cop, right? No, th- there was two of them. The first one, it was <laughs> Halloween night, like years ago, and the first cabbie we tried to get in, he was clearly drunk because he was slurring. Johnny was dressed like a Jedi, by the way. And then he kept asking for cigarettes, and uh, yeah, we were like, with no. a sword. And he's like, I just need a cigarette, and I'll be fine. And it's like we weren't questioning your sobriety, but now we are. Yeah. And then we were like, you can just go, and he drove away, and he immediately got pulled over. Oh like, shit! Up the you road. saw it. 
Yeah, he got pulled over. So like, imagine that two your job is to be a cabbie for the night, and you decide I'm going to get wasted that night. And the that, then the other guy fell into the van went before he like. Cause Did we, you end up getting in the car with him? We were already in the car. Oh God! You don't remember that? Wait, we, was I in there with you? Yeah, you were like next. Oh, to me. is that the guy that came into the party? Yeah. Okay, so Johnny, <laughs> this guy, I think you had already left. I'm not sure. We yeah. we had our own guy drinking a tall boy. That was our van. <laughs> so both vans had tall. No, right, no, no. I don't think your van was the tall boy guy. Let's just like catch up in case uh, anybody listening has. Our guy was wasted. We, we may have skipped some relevant details. Um, <laughs> my guy we was were a short kind of. He had a frog voice. <laughs> I think that was my guy too. It's just all. Well, Long okay. Island so uh, we were all together for a, a Halloween extravaganza a couple years ago. That was and a we shit were, show, dude. We were pre gaming right like at um the someone's town. house no we were pre-gaming at downtown well at first at a house and then we walked oh, into true, the yeah. downtown that's area actually is what and I mean, we yeah. i don't even know if we stopped at a bar but whatever we had like five six beers so we were all pretty buzzed we may have had other things like you know coffee no. i um, was pretty coffee <laughs> uh so sure. we're, we're pretty buzzed and we think yeah. all right let's walk into the downtown area and um hit up the atm get some cash whatever and then oh, God, that's go to exactly a, how it find a cab right <laughs> And so we go and fl- we're flagged down a cab, and, and the first guy's like, yeah, I can take you there. And we're like, this guy's weird, whatever. Uh, half of the, the group gets in for one cab, and then half gets in the other cab. And when we arrived at the party, we thought, oh, boy, do we have a story for the other guys. But the other guys yeah. were like, oh, boy, do we have a story for them, because yeah. both our drivers were wasted like crazy people. Yeah, I would think I was in the other cab. Well, I, I don't I, know if you were Gat in my was cab. in my cab. Um, I was I was in. Did your cab driver get a ticket in downtown Port? Uh, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. So you guys got to the party before we did. We got in the van with the guy, and he already was making us nervous because he's just loud. Hey, you're talking like this, but with more of a fro- frog voice. I love that shit. That <laughs> it, was so like it was so weird. It was so weirdos. Yeah. You're like, oh, and, this guy's a character. And he looked, and he had that big under chin, just one though that looked like a frog, whatever that's called, their gizzard. <laughs> and and he was a short one dude. line. Like, it goes a line. So from as soon as he, yeah. as soon as yeah. he pulled away from the street, past the main intersection down there, he. He got pulled over by a constable, a town constable. And immediately was like, this is bullshit. I know he's going to fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. And gave him a ticket because he didn't have like a town permit to be a cabbie there. He only had like the county permit. He didn't have the town one. Yeah. And so the guy, he's like, oh, I dropped it. It flew out the window. Like just bullshitting the cop. Oh, giving my him a God. I dropped my permit, which should be in the glove box or in some kind of. Right. Oh, I, flew, I just flew out the window. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. Wait, so you were in and this And he's cab? being real combative, yeah. And then he starts yelling at the cop and saying, I don't need that. You're wrong. I'll call my boss. You're being a cocksucker. Like, cursing the cop <laughs> out because it's a constable. He didn't give a, a, a fuck. So we got out of the, the van. We're like, oh, we're going to get another Uber or, or another cab. Uh, this this, was, this was a little bit before yeah. Uber so, existed. So I was like, oh, we're going to get another we cab. So I call the cab. Co- we call the cab company. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be about 30 minutes till we can get another van. Yeah, there's like eight of us. So we stood there. We crossed the street and waited for 10 minutes while he was getting his information checked and yelling with the cop. And eventually it was cold. So we just went and we're like, hey, can we just get the ride from you? And he said, yeah, sure. Get back in. So it was really awkward. We like <laughs> gave up on him and then and got then back in. needed him. And then eventually the cop gave him the ticket and he was and, he, and then as he, when he pulled away, he's like that fucking asshole, blah, 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 and going on and on. And uh, 
And he's like, oh, I'm going to come right back here. And we're like, why? He's like, well, they already wrote me a ticket. They can't Double write Jeopardy, me another bitches. one for 24 <laughs> hours. So I'm going to be down here all night now. Screw that guy. Even if I don't have any fare. So he I'm was admitting right that he, he, he was But he, But it was av- as he was ranting about how cops are assholes and all this, we noticed he's drinking a tall boy. <laughs> Yeah, that he yeah. had moved when when he got pulled over. This is what he did. He moved it to the cup holder on the passenger side. After he was done with the cop, he moved it back to the driver's side because <laughs> that that took As if care either of all one is good. Yeah, and <laughs> right. I think by the time we got to the party, he had already your your cab driver who came into the party with you guys had already left. And yeah, we, you were telling us that crazy story. It's like, well, let us tell you our crazy. Right. Well, he almost crashed twice, too. Exactly. He's yeah. turning around to tell us the story. And Gat had to be like, I can hear you. You could face forward while you tell me your story. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't, he's turn around and talk to you. No, I'm going to turn around and talk to you, even though I'm the guy driving. And our it's guy like, Whoa. came into the party when he picked us up. And yeah, then, by and the then, way, we were we we were stuck with this cab company. It's the only one around. But we wound and up, since we got a ride there, we needed a ride but we back. We wound up in the van, and then all of a sudden, one of us was like, where's the cab driver? And we hear a loud bang, and the van shakes. And I look outside, and I see the guy like shake his head. And he gets in and starts the engine. I'm like... I think he like just like stumbled into the side of the van, and then we're pulling away, and I'm like, <laughs> he couldn't even walk. Never mind. Drive. I'm like, shit, this guy's definitely <laughs> hammered. And then he was just like, he was doing the same thing. Like maybe it was the same dude. I don't know, but he was swerving on the road, and then we were just like, this yeah, is bad. What? Well, well, really how bad. I remember because because if I remember correctly, I stayed at the party slightly later than you guys. Oh, maybe. So you caught a ride home first. So I was not in the van. <coughs> you guys all got into the van. but I was still inside. The cab driver was under the impression, like, let me make sure no one else needs a ride while I'm here. I want to fill up my van. Yeah, right. And so this guy crosses a line. He gets out of his car, so leaves you in the car, right? Right, okay, that makes sense. Walks into the party and starts walking around to people (laughs) and asking, like, do you need a ride? And people are confused because they don't think, like... They're like, who are you? This he is... just walks into the party. He walks in. Yeah. I remember I was playing beer pong and I looked over. I'm like, who the fuck is that bald, sketchy looking guy? You know, like he looks like yeah. 45 and everyone here is like 25 and right. a grad student, you know? Right. Um, and That's he's like, you need a ride? I'm like, who are you? You know, he's like, I'm the cab driver. I'm like, oh, no, I uh, not yet. Like those guys do though. Like, yeah. So that was my experience with and that. Drugs. This is all why Uber came to exist. This, this pretty much is. Yeah. This was like yeah. right yeah. before this Uber started. Yeah. yeah. By well, the way, anyways. Uber is pretty cheap in London. I was going to say, like, this has nothing to do with I forgot travel. to mention with travel. Um, yeah. Doesn't well, it's matter. traveling. Yeah. If you're traveling outside of the country and like, you, you know, you're talking a situation where you won't have a cell phone plan, I highly recommend this. One, don't bother getting a data plan where you're going because, like, Look, you don't really need it, and you want to form m- most of the memories by being present in the space you're in. I would bullshit. Agree with that. I'm totally disagreeing with everything you're saying so far. Okay. Go ahead. Let me let me keep going though. Um, so y- you can still take pictures. You can still um, have your GPS work. So download Google offline maps so you know where you are, because most people don't realize that even if you have your cellular data turned off, the location GPS monitor will still work on your phone without any problems. So not all phones. Um, I'm not sure if it's all phones, but I can tell you on iPhones, that's the case. Um, so even if you take out your SIM card and you have no like cellular data plan. It's still a GPS device. It's still a GPS device. It'll show a blue dot. It just won't be able to load the map uh-huh. underneath. Okay, where you so are. Luke, what happens when you 
decide that you're going to use your offline maps to go to a restaurant, but you don't know what they serve at that restaurant because you don't have data and you can't pull well, up Well, then, then go into a Starbucks and get Wi-Fi. So I can always... Oh, okay, so now you have to add a whole thing. You have to go find their, their login to their Wi-Fi in a foreign language. Or while you're on the train, you can just pull it up because you paid the $20 for two gigs of data. Is that what it I'm costs? just saying, I Probably. did I did what you're saying not to do when I was in Germany, and all the other guys paid their phones, uh, their regular providers. You could pay like yeah, ten dollars a day, day or, um, and you uh, get to, to, to use just your get phone coverage like there. I I have an international unlocked phone anyways because I'm shady, so I have like a, a GSM <laughs> yeah, phone. So I are. just bought a SIM card at a, at whatever their version of at the airport e- even right. No, I went to some store in town. It was better prices. Mm-hmm. And I just bought like two gigs worth of data and like a hundred minutes or something cheap. And everybody else was having trouble connecting because they're piggybacking on the same European network. And I was actually a local like device getting priority or whatever. Mm. And so my, my stuff was more accurate and faster. Yeah. And, uh, and it was cheaper. By the end of it, I spent like twenty bucks on, I, a, on I, a short I data plan. This. I agree with you, Johnny. Just like putting it out there, just it's just good so to have in case you yeah. get separated. So we got separated. We all had WhatsApp, so we were able to call each other. If I was able to call them from anywhere, they had to have Wi-Fi or cell service to get. Yeah, like, it just call. makes it way easier. Well, well I, I just had data wherever. You have more options. Let me put it this way: I, I, um, I have a Verizon phone, so I told my Verizon service, "Look, I'm traveling internationally," and then. What what that means is when you turn your phone off airplane They're mode, like, we don't care, Luke. Stop will, telling us. It about will you. charge <laughs> you ten dollars a day. <clears throat> so you can always turn your phone on and have cell data for ten dollars a day. But there's another app. So Google Maps you can download and choose an area and get it downloaded offline so you can always see it. But I also highly recommend this app called Lonely Planet. Have you guys heard of this? No. No. Um it's a really cool app and basically um it has not every city in the world, obviously, but like most cities that are worth going to. And each city you download um, for offline viewing, and it's about up to like a gigabyte of data, you know? So it'll be like um, every tourist location, the hours of everything, um, you know, menus if it's like restaurant type shit. And so it's called Lonely Planet, and the same GPS effect where you don't have to have cell data, it shows the blue dot on the map. So you can always right, find yeah. out where am I in London, what's around me, and you just type in around me, like food, around me museum, around me coffee, and and things will pop up, and you can see like oh if I generally walk that way I'll be there in like twenty minutes. So I use that mostly, and I never had to turn my phone on on data, um, and I I found myself being more present moment because I even if I took a picture of something I wasn't like oh I should like post that somewhere I was just like well I'll deal with that later like. Right now, I'm going to keep yeah. looking around at like the cool shit. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of uh, downtime when you're Yoke. like when you're traveling that you don't need to be present for. That's if true. You're, if if like, you're sitting on a train a or a plane or what? Taking a shit in Starbucks, for example. Yeah, I get, that's good time to be spending researching that museum you want to go to or that thing you saw there or this bridge you're about to see and be like, whoa, you know. like." Can I ask what they, did they you pay for that data, off. Johnny, like in total? It, it, I think it was 30 bucks and it worked anywhere. It was And it was going to work in Germany and in uh, that's uh, worth it. the that's Netherlands. That's definitely worth it. 
And, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm and, and the last day when we got to the airport, I just started streaming Netflix because I had like three quarters of a gig left. So I was like, I'll just watch high definition Netflix Fuck at the em. airport. And no one else <laughs> yeah, could. Not, right? No one else could do that either. And they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I think I ended with like 100 or 50 megabytes left on the plan. So I definitely got my money's worth. And it ended up being cheaper than I think they were all playing eight or ten dollars a day. Ten dollars so a I, day is the going rate, I think. Yeah. So I think I say I spent like 10 bucks less than most of them. And I had better service yeah. than most of them. And uh, so yeah, for example, it, it, in so Turkey, I, I was I there for 21 advice. days at, at $10 a day. That's like an insane, least stupid that, thing right. to do. That is insane. But if you just got a monthly plan there, like a pay-as-you-go one-month plan there, yeah. it, it, that would have made like, sense. Um, like, it depends on the phone. Like, um, my girlfriend used also to have like calling phone rest- and did the same thing as you. She got a local yeah. SIM card and switched it out. But like a lot of the uh, phones you get now, like they, they're very specific to... Only certain, um, I don't know what you would even call it, like like frequency patterns that work with certain cell networks and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but basically, not all phones can you just swap out a SIM card for. Right. Yeah. I have I have a GSM phone, which is the kind you can. Yeah. And and that's why I think a lot of people still stick to Android. Like I I, I think I also maybe yeah, have an Android. Is I don't know I don't I don't know the specifics but like something worth looking into if you have like an old phone around too you might just have to bring a different device. Um, I mean, look, it's definitely worth having cell connectivity, but I also just found it such a contrast because like if I go to New York City, which I do a lot, like um, I find myself still on my phone a lot. Whereas like in London, every time I had that feeling of like, oh, I'm a little bit bored. What should I do with my energy? I would find myself like going for my phone and then remembering like. Oh, I can't. You just can't. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right, Johnny, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen traveling? Go. Uh, it's probably some of the gypsies I ran into in Italy. They like oh, certain places with public bathrooms, they'll like set up outside with like a basket and strongly imply that they charge for the bathrooms when really they just scare tourists. Someone's yelling at you and you have to pee. You just give them some coins. Is that what they and, do? That's how they do it. And, and our tour guy warned us about it ahead of time. And he's like, I was like, so do you have to pay them? Like, what should I do? And he's like, you don't have to. I mean, they'll yell at you and make a scene and try to block your path. But you, right. you definitely don't have to. And I was like, uh, all right. So everybody else just put some coins in. And I was like, no. And when I came out, yeah, this old lady started screaming at me and like, <laughs> I think she really hammed it up because I started laughing at her. She started yelling at me and like doing a, something with her thumb. I assume was a gypsy curse. Uh, and like was and then and then Are I like actually la- gypsies. I, yeah, the Roma They're they're They have gypsies over there still. Huh. They're uh like I'm, a Peaky Blinders. Have you ever seen that show? The Romas, tra- the Travelers, though in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, that's part of them. They used to be all over Europe. But that's a different uh, thing. They get insulted. Well, now it is. But I'm saying historically, they've been there's been gypsy traveler tinker type people that just kind of go around. Oh, um, it's like I was watching Pinocchio last night, and the circus like <laughs> theater gypsy dude. They call him the gypsy. Yeah, gypsies are a real thing. Yeah, like, like it was a real um, thing. I it's didn't like, realize oh, don't, that don't until fall I was in, there. Don't fall into league with the gypsies. Like that's one of the morals of that movie. I was told too. Uh, the better question it, is why I was we watching were somewhere. Last we were night. somewhere in southern Italy, and the guy said, and we were in some town for lunch, and he's like, "Now, if you're walking, and you see like some kids, some gypsy kids, run out of the the bushes or something, just just turn around and go the other way." Because they're gonna, they're gonna rob you. There's more of them waiting. 
They want you to stop, and they're going to try to get something out of you. uh, uh, The spider's little birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they're not going to stab you in the kidneys. Uh, they might like it droves. They might, but no. I think he, he was just basically like in this area. Like it's tough. Things are tough right now, and yeah, you know they, they'll they'll just try to they'll they'll ask for money and then they'll surround you and they're not going to let you go till they give the money you money. What if what if I what if I like, hit them? Well, because as soon as you take your wallet out, they just start grabbing for it too. So That's, you can't just decide to give them some money. But I mean, like, what if I like just like punch one in the teeth and run? I mean that's always an option. I don't. I don't recommend it. Kara's uh, family <laughs> travels a lot though. Um, <laughs> and and they I, I wanna, tried her dad. Her dad. Her dad's a pilot, and they've they've just they travel. He, you know, they they've moved a lot and travel a lot. So I they have like certain rules in their family, which is always pee when there's a bathroom, even if you don't have to. Yeah, you pick always up little pee. tricks like that, right? Uh, that's kind of a let, good rule in general. Don't let anybody rush you. That's a rule because that's how you feel bad. You're at the museum, and someone rushes you, and then you don't. You know, like man, I didn't really enjoy the rest of that day. Like the but museum was the high point. I wish I spent more with. time. These are good rules, but also it's like make sure and, you travel with people that. But because I remember that I, are on the same page I, as you. I, I right. mentioned that to your girlfriend once, where I like she. I think we were going somewhere, and she's like. Uh, I kind of have to pee, but I'll just wait till we get there. And I just said, do it if, now. What oh, wait, if, that was pee recently. first. No, I said, what if yeah. we get into a car accident? And she just goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. It was recently, wasn't it? <laughs> what was if like, there's traffic? Exactly. You Not even that what if, what if there's another accident? It's much more likely someone else is in the accident. Right. What if there's just traffic? Behind it. Yeah. And there's traffic. Now it's you got to pee traffic. on the burger patties on the highway. That happened to us too once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Wait, on the way back from that concert. I was just talking to our friend Kevin about that. It was on the way to the concert. He was driving? Yeah. Yeah. There's two more rules. Hold on. Two more rules. And you could sleep when you're dead, which that one saved us in... Uh, England in London, in we're London, talking about is because yeah. we, we the reason we went to the tower at eight a.m. is I think we got to the room at like six. We were so and we were about we were about to up, dude. We were so because we also we drank about, the whole plane right there. But if there. you oh, fell yeah, asleep course, right we, then, you would have been asleep the whole day. No, we would have slept till four p.m. So Kara set we like ten day, alarms, yeah. and we we slept for two hours, and I felt so dead. It was so hard to wake but up. We were like, and she was like, nope, nope. You're in London though. Sleep when you're dead. Or back in America. I, I, I think the expression re- goes, I you'll have nothing. plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Or yeah. when you get back but, to America. Not the but best there's, advice, there's one, like, long there's one last. There's one last rule. It's just for travel. Is always pack half the clothes and twice the money, which is a good rule. I've tried to do that. That is a good rule. After your first trip, <laughs> you, you, that's a, you have to go on first trip before you realize, like, I brought too much stuff because I panicked. But also, or, error on the side of more socks and underwear. Well, I always seem yeah, to pack more, enough more underwear as if I'm going to shit my pants like four times during the trip. Yeah, which Twice the happen. underwear, half the pants and shirts. Yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. For example, like if I'm packing for like a three day trip, like I was just went to Tulsa for three days. Like I found myself packing and going, all right, Friday, Friday underwear, Saturday underwear, yeah. Sunday underwear. And then I said, and two more just in case. And I was like, just in case. <laughs> yeah, I always do that. I'm like, well, I'm going to be going for seven days. So I guess I'll bring like a dozen pairs of yeah. underwear, you know, and like always. Got, so- what if I shit to- my pants on five separate occasions? Yeah, in the next yeah. week? It happens maybe once every 10 years in my life normally. And perfect both times I've, occurrence. My pants at, I've been at home. But what if the frequency Ideally. jump is when I'm on my trip? I should just I like, bring a dozen pairs like how you say both the times I pooped my pants. <laughs> I mean, I assume, yeah, but also really socks. Like it. socks is a thing where, uh, like, I very rarely, I've never been like done a travel vacation 
you know, ex so, adventure thing and said, I brought too many socks with me. Right. Here, here's another sock. More socks well, than underwear, tip. I would say. I would say Because so, sometimes yeah. I've been on trips where my socks get so gross that because you're walking around for 12 hours, I'm like, well, I'm just going to throw these out. Like, I have more socks at home. They're they're kind of old anyway. I definitely bring some older socks with me. I but agree I, with that. Here's yeah. a travel tip. Give I bring them one a last hurrah. Yeah. yeah. I bring a, <laughs> Here you go, socks. Yeah. Have your final say. <laughs> have a blast, buddy. Enjoy London, travel. motherfuckers. <laughs> but I'll... Uh, I'll, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Socks? Socks, yes. I bring a bunch of wool socks. I bought a bunch of thick wool socks to pack uh, beer with. Is travel tip. You oh, can check, that's you a great can one. check beer usually for most, anywhere domestically in the United States. You can check, uh, you can have a, you can take a cooler of beer and check that. You have to pay for it and it has to be under the weight limit, but you can just ship beer that way if you want. So you can fill your suitcase, your personal checked bag with beer. And I always do. In some European countries, you can, and some you can do a certain amount or you just have to pay a tax fee well, after it, it a certain amount. It depends if you declare it or not. Like, yeah, you yeah, there's, you there's ways, it. but some countries you just can't bring more than a certain amount. Some you can't. There's, if you look into it, you usually can. So I put the sock. I put the beer bottle, usually it's a big bottle because it's craft beer. I put it in the sock with like cap down and then I put it all the way in and then I fold the end of the sock and I knot it around the neck of it. So the the sock is pushing the cap down. And sometimes That's if good. it's a bottle conditioned beer like or something, that. I might put electrical tape around the cap to seal it. Just to but make if sure you wrap if it, it bumped, in, you mean? Yeah, if you wrap it in wool socks uh, and you stack it, in the middle of your suitcase and pack around it with other clothes. As long as the suitcase is packed pretty tight, but not too tight. Uh, it like I've never so far knock on wood. I've done that maybe a dozen times now, and I haven't ever had a bottle break on me yet. You think you're the only psychopath that wraps beer in socks, or I might that. because I feel like I've, other no, people tell me they bring like one bottle with them, and they're like, "Oh, I tried to pack it well, but it ends up being that it was moving around in the suitcase, so it slammed from one side to the other, and it breaks that way." And then they're like, "Oh, it ruined all my clothes. I'm never doing it again." It's like, no, no. If you do it right, it's totally worth it because you can get beer you can't get, you know. Yeah. The only they don't ship it, they don't distribute it. You have to physically like haul it back by hand like this, and it's really cool to get to do that. I always that's how I always show up with way too much beer at your house, Joe. Don't oh, I always I show it. up with like it's like ten or twelve you're, like you're large bottles, uh, magnums, you're basically and beer and stuff? like the Santa Claus of beer. You just yeah, you <laughs> you just show up at obscene hours with just yeah. a, a duffel and then bag I come full up, of beer. And then when I come back home, I show up with all these New York Northeast beers. But it's not like, like oh my god, how'd you get? It's these? not like I I want to clarify for the record. It's not like Johnny shows up with a dozen beers. He'll show up with twenty twenty five beers. Yeah, and like nice ones. And really like, good ones, really um, good amazing beers. ones. Trade but you're right; that's a great really that's a great way ones. to get beers that you're not going to get you're not going to get otherwise. Uh, like otherwise, and it's so true. Like especially you, domestically, like if you're worried about flying internationally with beer, yeah, that's I can a whole tell you game. most of the airports I've gone through the customs area. Like after you go through passport control, the customs area is dead empty. Nobody's working there or giving two shits about yeah. anything. Like if you declare on your form i have beer in my suitcase then they might care about it right but like otherwise ha what they don't no, I don't no, think no. anybody here's another, searches here, it here's another travel tip you don't write specifics you write 50 dollars in souvenirs that's all you write or, or in tchotchkes or i always put like 30 bucks in tchotchkes or something because that's usually mostly what's in my bag um i also but like my friend he did he's he does this stuff 
like me, and it's good to meet people like that because he came back from Germany. And he brought a Hefe pills for me that I'm I have to wait two more weeks before I can drink. But that's a yeasty pilsner, which is just you know antithetical to the style. And he said it was really good, and I can't wait to drink it. And I could not find it here. I couldn't even find English websites about it. Everything I had to have Google Translate for me. Whoa. And so it's like not a big operation over there, but it's a small brewery that does like a hazy, yeasty pilsner that's supposed to be really nice. Um, How else would you have gotten that? Yeah. And yeah, that's the only way to get it is because I'll like beers to him, and he does it too. So it, it creates a, you know a really cool beer trade network thing. Yeah. And it's all totally legal. Like, I've never brought more than I'm supposed to or, or you know, brought it on the plane or anything like that because that's not worth it. Johnny, uh, what's your vibe about, like, traveling with kids? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, you, you probably traveled oh, enough where you've had to, like, I mean, it, watch it's other tough people with because, kids. because, yeah, like, I've been on planes with a screaming kid, and it's sometimes, like, is this person just an asshole who wants to have their trip and, like doesn't like isn't putting the time in controlling their kid now because they barely put the time in raising it so they're not going to start now it's their it's their vacation too right. and they let the kid just like run wild in tourist situations because they're like fuck it i'm not from here i don't care if it makes me look bad like those people but then there's other times where that someone's having trouble with the kid throwing a tantrum it's like yeah they might be on the way to like their mom's funeral or something or they're moving and it's like nobody wants there's never a good time to take like a three to six year old on a flight but sometimes things, there's situations where you have to. So I, I try to be patient, but other times, you know, you get the kid, the kicking your seat, and I really do want to just turn around and flick them in the nose or something. Like, or, or, it, or even if you just give them a look that's more stern than their parents have ever given them, it's almost I've, like their parents are, are numbed to just how annoying I've definitely the barked kids are. At, I saw I've a kid beat up his mom on a plane last year. Geez. Like he just started I, wailing on his mom, and she was like, Stop it, Terrence. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this is a I mean, nightmare. Like, is, is that a shitty kid, yeah. or is that a Way kid with like far. autistic outbursts or something? I don't you know, know what like, it was. So it's but hard to judge. Like I, that shit would have gotten shut down if you were me. Hey, Joe, tried that when we were kids. Like, oh, oh yeah, that just wasn't allowed back no, then. No, it just but, wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. We, I, Luke's right though. Like we wouldn't have gotten to that point. Like we legitimately went on a trip once. We were going, I think. So we grew up in in Florida. We moved here when we were kids or whatever, but. We spent our first, you know, half of our childhoods down in Florida. And so Florida is great for that because you can do trips to like, you know, Disney World or the West Coast, even like the Gulf of Mexico. And I think we were going to the West Coast. We were going to like Naples. Well, with the beach, something. once you get to the beach, it's yeah, there's sand, water, we go play. On, you don't have to pay for we the rides for or like, anything. Yeah, you know? right. we were there's going, all this stuff like, to play with as a we were, kid anyway. We were going and for, it's free. For, like, go run around. Leave yeah, me alone. It's true. We were going for a weekend getaway to visit some, like, some friends of mom and dad's or whatever. And it was, you know, they got off work Friday and we were going. And we're driving. And, of course, we're in the back just being maniacs because it's the 1990s and you have, you know, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old or whatever. So we're just out in the back losing our minds. And our parents are like, it's 100 degrees. Shut the fuck up. Like, we can't concentrate if you're screaming, you know? Like, stop doing that. And, and that's like, why you don't yell. So then we go, yeah. we go, okay, okay. And then, of course, five minutes later, we're right back at it, like, you know, hitting each other and whatever. And they, they turn around. Because in kid land, it wasn't five minutes. It was stri 20 strike, strike hours two. that went by. Strike two. You kids better stop this. Oh, oh, I get it. This I get is it, the last yeah. warning. We will turn this car around and vacation's over. And you're like, they've never turned the okay, car around. Okay, all right, fine, I whatever. I don't believe it. Five minutes later, same thing. My dad goes, all right, that's it. Turns around, 
starts driving back. We go. Okay. I could see your dad saying that too. Right. All right, that's it. We go. We go. All right. Uh, we get it. Like sorry. He goes. No. I warned you. That- he's like, you know about baseball. And, and we sit there. Yeah, he's like, Cause, that's, cause that's there's, you, that's the way you, you teach a lesson as a kid. Cause the first 20 minutes driving back, you, use you know, a you're going man. in the wrong, you know, you know, you're going in the wrong direction. You sit there being like, maybe if we're really good for like a half yep. hour, that's, yeah. what we <laughs> that's what we all were thinking. It was far away. It was like a three hour drive and we were halfway there. We were like, we, all right, maybe we were he'll do like this for like in. a little bit. He had to turn the car around for effect, but he'll turn it back. Give him a few minutes and like five minutes go by 10, 15, 20. And then you realize you're not going back. So you you're just not you're sad so now you're just not being loud so then you just get that quiet shameful yeah quiet silence. for the rest of the drive back and then you get home and it's like all right go ahead play your video games and yep. shit enjoy and it's like what about disney world right, you, you blew guess. it do you know how he knew yeah. he was serious too when he turned to mom and he just said i don't need this shit <laughs> yeah. that's how i knew he was like we weren't going on because vacation he was anymore. thinking like it's not a vacation for me yeah. to he bring like, the kids he along. Had, he bought he bought dry ice. He bought meat to barbecue. Like <laughs> he did. we were like we were going yeah. for like three days. It was a whole thing. Yeah, we were. So we, we that's why we were like we called his bluff, and he was like, "Don't call my bluff." Yeah, and guess what? We were never little pieces of shit when we traveled again. Oh, I was yeah, we, say, weren't. Maybe you we were. Anyway, we never but. did. I mean, we, of course though. we were, we never... but we weren't as bad as like yeah. I like I never beat up my mom on a plane. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, like that we ne- we yeah. would have never done that. Like I have personally. I have growled like, at children. Don't bring your kids. Do, do you ever do that? I'll bark. Or, I've barked or growled at children. If they get too close to me and there's no adults around, I'll just go. <laughs> because because it's not threatening, really. It's more right? effective. It's more say, direct. It's, what did you just say, like, Johnny? It's not threatening, really. Like I don't want to threaten children. You I don't, don't want to say children. words that they can repeat to their parents. No, no, well, especially that. But I also don't. I don't want to genuinely like terrify the kid. I just want him to shock him into being like, "Oh, where's my parent? What am I doing? I'm in public with like random things." <laughs> and I also think it might help yeah. keep them from walking up to strange dogs, which I see way too often. Oh, so uh, you feel like you're helping the kid learn a lesson I about feel like dogs? This is a good, a hero, it's not dude. just. But also the look on their face and, and the idea of them they're going to tell their parents this man <laughs> barked about at the me, look on the kids growled faces. at me. The, the, they're not going to believe their kid anyways. So because they're going to be like, what, that guy? And if they come up to me like, oh, hello, did you need something? Like, I'm not a crazy growling homeless man, madman. <laughs> yeah. And all of a so sudden you're talking, like, you're like, sorry, like, your what? kid's did lying. I bark I at this bark kid? At be like, I don't know this kid. I don't even know who this kid is. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course I barked at the kid or growled <laughs> at him. Because uh, it's it, true. It usually, it's like a. And I think it's it's more ingrained in our monkey brain the 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 that's what like I mean the anim- being scared of an animal. I think you shocked over. you shock the kid's nervous system at like a deeper level. Like the whole the whole system just like yeah. clues into like yeah, the mall oh, wait, is, is this, this the is mall, this a dog yeah. about to attack me. Mm-hmm. When you go to the mall, that's the modern savanna in our in our social evolutionary landscape. Yeah. So you need to be that's aware. You can You got to look out. You know. I was going to say that about just being in a city, like, especially like it, when I'm in New York City, like I'm a little bit more on guard than when New I'm York? around my house. And when I'm in Istanbul, I'm a lot more on guard because I'm thinking there are aspects to this whole working going going on that I don't really know about. Like, I don't know if I'm in a sketchy part of town. I don't know if that's a weird behavior or a normal behavior. So, like, I'm always a little bit more on guard. Like, if somebody starts barking at me, like, hopefully it's a dog, you know? They're pretty docile in Istanbul. Are they, well, there's dogs everywhere, they're but they're stray, like right? they're, they're they're stray and they're hungry. Like at most, they'll kind of walk alongside you if if they like. Do you know why? Because the like ones you. the ones who were aggressive got killed. Uh, that could be part of it. I mean, that's just generally true over the ten thousand year history of dogs. But no, but I mean also like in terms of stray dogs, I feel like in a city that aggressive stray dogs aren't going to make it. Like you kind of got to be like yeah. a rat. 
Yeah, yeah. They you know? they put you down if if if. Yeah. I like, mean, so a you got to kind of weasel the, your way around. In Istanbul, the dogs will fight each other, and so you'll That's see sad. like. Um, I mean, the dogs usually get fixed, but you might see sometimes like a dog in a certain area just for some reason like defending that area against other dogs and it needlessly turns into like a scary wolf fight like right in the middle of the city and the people walking around just kind of know like push the one dog out of the way because the dog is not interested in biting or fighting the humans they're just in some weird wolf territory game and humans are just part of the environment that they live in right they're still just playing wolf games they're like trees the humans Yeah. yeah We we went to the forest outside of Istanbul and did like a kebab barbecue day, and like what you do after you finish is you have all these bones and you feed the leftover meat and the bones to us the us stray dog or many stray dogs, and so often the dogs will start fighting over that food, you know, hmm. like the alpha will just like, you know, finish his real quick, then go over to the other pile and then fight the other uh, wussy dog out of the way and like eat more, you know. That's how it works. <laughs> Episode 40, dogs. The circle of dogs. <laughs> how do we get back to dogs? I walk away for a minute. And I just I wanted we to traveling. also, this is the last thing I, I wanted to say of travel was um, there's a thing in, oh, he got us. I, I wasn't That was even, actually pretty good. I wasn't even I, I'm trying. Actually, I'm very satisfied that he finally got some satisfaction from- He do, needs something. From doing a good hangup. Because usually, I got to admit, his hangups are, are very superficial and surface level. But that was a good one. I, I give him credit for that. He usually wins gloat. Go only. Ahead, gloat, Johnny. He he usually wins only because. He um, well, he will gloat, I guess. But oh, he'll gloat. He usually wins only because um, he's next to a computer. I, I I actually had a story. I'll just say it real quick. That's fine. There's um, a mode of transportation in Istanbul called uh, the dolmuş. Dog sled. Um, and it's basically means like filled up and it's just a bus that sits in a location and when it gets enough people in it it starts going on a certain route how long does it wait i mean it will generally leave at a reasonably scheduled time but like it it tries to i think as far as i know they try to wait until there's like a decent amount of people on it because they start their routes in like a crowded area you know and so it's going to be filled up pretty quick so as soon as it's pretty filled up it starts driving. Now there's no absolutely no like keeping track of of did you get a ticket or did you not? Um there's just one driver and he's got like a bucket of money right next to him. This cat Oh Johnny's calling back. You think it was a, a mistake? No. You think this is a mistake? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I think. Hey guys. What the, what the hell What's was up? that? I won the hangup game. <laughs> Why are you back? You're still on the cast, dude. This is so meta. I know. You just blew my mind. What are you doing here? Go away. <laughs> so what, what are you talking about? I'm back. I'm back. No, well, but you know what's going to happen is, is they're going to hear you right after this because we we were still going. I know. It's going to become yeah, a Twilight yeah. Zone episode. I'm actually had, really into I had, that. I had more stuff to talk about. <laughs> He's like, he's like, winning wasn't worth how much more I wanted to talk about. An unprecedented move. Yeah, I thought we could do a little. I have, I have a serious question, a moral, a moral quandary. Uh, No, 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 really, for the thumb tank. Double, triple layer. Yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna get those fuckers. No, this, this isn't really related to traveling, but so I was gonna do it separately. I thought we could do like a little 15 minute 
let, let us um, just hit stop on okay. the travel episode you, then. You call me back then. Yeah, okay, I'll call fine. you back in a second. All right, okay. this is all going all right. in the travel episode, though. Yeah, okay. right now. Call me yeah. right back when you're done. <laughs> okay. Noah. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, Joe, as we were nicely summing up in our normal routine before we broke the fourth wall. That's going to really freak out all 16 listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the Dolmush is this bus that drives around in, in um, Turkey. It's a, a type of transportation. And... The guy is usually like doing some shit on his phone, driving in the insane traffic of of Istanbul, and also taking money and making change for all the people that get on the bus, while other people are from the back are just shouting like, "Can I get off now?" And like, there's <laughs> Wait, so did much. You go, ca- did you go on this bus many times? Yeah, when <laughs> in Istanbul, it's like a cheaper way to to oh, get around. Um, and, and like, my first thought is like, there's no way. It's like a really crowded bus. Picture like a subway that gets so crowded you can't even see who's on it and know how many people. Like there's no way this guy's keeping track of like who paid or who didn't pay or what the fuck's going on. There's just sort of a system of like some money is coming in and people are are riding. (laughs) Coming and going, yeah. Um, And it's so crazy. Like I'm just seeing I I love that shit though. Honestly, like there were two times in Istanbul – once I was on the Dolmush and I was just like, this is fucking crazy, but like cool. And then the other time I had had like a few beers at a brewery and then we took a cab ride across um, from the Asian side back to the uh, European side to meet some people for lunch. And so this cab driver, it was like the coolest cab ride I've ever been on. It was insane. Like Why? I just kind of said to myself, I sure hope I don't die, but but here I am. I'm not going to like get out of the cab. It's like when you get on a roller coaster, you go, well... I, I signed up for the ride. I can't cancel halfway through, you know? In, in terms of That's the cab, true. I guess you could just freak but what, out. But and, what was actually cool about the cab? I, the the speed that he was driving <laughs> in and out of traffic. Yeah. He would just, like, get up to, like, a bulldozer and, like, honk at them. And they're like, it's construction. He's like, oh, like, go fuck yourself, you know? like And then, like, drives down the other Sounds way. Sounds very New York. I like that. It is. It's just sort of like there are no rules and just get there as fast yeah. as you can. Right. I mean – if you're if you're um, Turkish, if if they smell that you're a tourist, it's very likely they'll just fuck with you and and somehow like you know be able to charge you like an insane amount, and you, which is extortion. Well, yeah, I mean they'll just like trick you into like you know they'll take the way that's really slow or they'll drive right, like right. twice as long to get to the same right. place. Yeah, no rush. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I think traveling is uh is is something um, that um I, I would say most of the cultural traits that I don't like about certain people and certain types of areas of, of the country are, are, are often, I, I think, you could cure those problems through traveling. Well, because th- it would just smack you out of, like, the sort yeah. of centeredness or the well, I think as well, um, stuckness in your own culture. One thing I want to say, too, is that I feel as if there's also a situation or there's situations where people don't think of travel as accessible to themselves and I, I think just the world we live in today, it's so much more accessible than people realize. Yeah. And that, that way more. Like well, way more. Well, again, like it it can seem daunting. And it's like that's not to say like you need to save up thousands of dollars to go to France or something Depends like that. Depends where like, you're going and when you're going. Like I re- of course. I remember when even like so for example, when I when I used to teach in New York City, I remember we organized a trip once to a farm upstate wasn't far upstate. It was like an hour and a half drive, like which is you know that's reasonable. And it was further than the kids had gone. It was right? it was farther than some of those kids who were like you know eighteen nineteen years old. They 
no exaggeration, they had never left New York City. Yeah. Like, I think that's a big part of how you build your worldview. Yeah. If it's like you've never left a city. But here's the thing, like as an That ex- can be fucked up. And as an example, like I remember so we went to this farm and it was it was like a you know, it had everything. It had plants and you know, crops and uh livestock. And there was this place where you could go and you could hold chickens and like hang out with chickens, pet chickens, talk to the chickens, whatever. And I remember a couple of students holding the chickens and they were blown away because they had never seen a live chicken. They just assumed chicken was the thing in the store. Chicken was the thing that you get at the fast food place. Yeah. And I remember this one student, it really stuck with me. He was holding this chicken, petting it. And he said, like, I feel kind of bad. I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't want to eat them. <laughs> yeah, cute and I, little chicken. And I was like, whether or not you know you're a vegetarian, you're a meat eater. The fact that you're now thinking of that as what you're it a layer deeper. Is. You're a layer deeper, which is something that's really cool, and that's something that that student didn't have to travel very far to realize. But in some ways, he did have to travel really far for him because he never he never had access to that like type of trip, and he never thought. Well, that, that's the perfect model for like, why traveling go? is useful. Right? Well, that's what I mean too. Yeah. Like even 50 years ago, if you lived in the city and you didn't have a car, how would you know where to go? Whereas today we have the internet. You can look up, oh, I could take a bus. I mean, that's why people to went to travel and, and agencies, Uber, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, where's the place to go? Like, yeah. how else would you find out? Call someone? So I think with yeah. a, my point being with a little bit of curiosity and a little bit of initiative and a little bit of planning with, again, like we talked about the mindset of being flexible and open to adventure, I really think it's something that everybody should consider at different levels, right? Like you don't have to say- Find a level outside of your comfort zone, exactly. even if only slightly though. Yeah, and start there and, you know, go whether For a it's lot of people, another city, like somewhere out yeah. in the country. For like some wherever. people, it might just be like, spend a weekend in Chicago. Fine. Yeah. Like if you're from New York and you, you find a cheap flight to Chicago, find a cheap hotel, you know, yeah. and your flexible dates, like, but- but for a lot of people, yeah, that, that, that difference is, oh, I've been to a lot of places around the country, but I've not been outside of the country. And like I was yeah. saying this to my dad, like, because when I told him I'm going to London, he was like, how the fuck are you managing that? You know, I was like, yeah. dad, it was $300 round trip. Like, so we each paid $300. We had a friend there. We had a place to stay. Like, yeah, he's like, what? He In his mind, he just assumed it would be like $1,000 well, to his go mind, across he, he the ocean. Like, like, he's like, where do you, how do you, what do you do with the kids? <laughs> or that, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so for some situations, it's like, yeah, so it's not like, I, I want to say that it's too. It's more accessible than you think. Of course, it depends on everyone's it depend, situation. It depends on your situation. I, I highly recommend this thing called Scott's Cheap Flights. If you sign up for it, um, they'll they'll send you an email probably every few days, and it has like the cheap um, cities that you can fly to from different destinations. And that's how I found these cheap tickets to London. Um, I, I use that all the time. I just bought tickets from New York to Denver for March and and those tickets are often between three and four hundred dollars and this was less than two hundred it was like one eighty um, nice you know you can find really cheap tickets and I I think it's it's probably the number one thing you can do to sort of I think it's important as a human to be pushed out of your comfort zone and and kind of placed in a weird situation and then find out like who you are and how you would deal with that like and I always tell people go to London first or or just generally to like an English speaking foreign country. Yeah, some, some place that has a closer And that's context. like a good middle ground. And then Or some place where you know you'll be able to have get by. Yeah, you'll you'll get by you'll still get by in like Spain or Germany. Of course, or something yeah. Like. 
I mean, I'm not saying don't go to those places, but if if you want to do something and you're feeling like, uh, eh, I don't know, dude, London is like is is such an easy one and then next time you can go to some place with a different language maybe even spend some time learning that language like Istanbul or Turkey in Istanbul yeah, yeah like I highly recommend that too I mean like it's a little bit of a weird place if if you're going there just as a foreigner and and you're not like an an uh, uh, what would you say experienced traveler but you, but you, you know but you also had an inside yeah, that's what I'm saying I don't think I I would have had there. a good time without the inside you know getting toured around by people who grew up there and lived there yeah um, that helps, especially like the the logistics of in a city where, you know, it's it's very common to get taken advantage of for prices. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, and, you're at the fucking Olive Garden in the middle of you know Istanbul. Yeah, I don't think it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but they might have their version of Olive Garden, Luke. Oh yeah, yeah of course <laughs> you know they what do, I mean. Yeah. Like like not so good food that costs twice as much. Right, and yeah. you're like, what? It had unlimited. Uh, what wh- what's their bread that they use there? Um, Pita. Something like that. They have a lot of pita bread. They also have yeah. um, this Turkish bagel called a sinit. Yeah, see, see you, you you conceivably might hear unlimited of that and be like, oh, I'm going to go there. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, that fucking what American idiot. tourist. Yeah. You know? All, All right. right. We should call Johnny back. Um, no, we're done. Even though he already called us back after hanging up. I'm confused, it, man. I'm confused, too. This episode was weird. Go travel. Yeah, this was kind of a, uh, you know. So check us out on our new website, thunktankpodcast.com. Oh, yeah. It's real. It's happening. It's here. Uh, maybe I'll post this episode in a blog post and just throw up like um, yeah. like the pictures I took from London, Turkey. Joe, send me whatever and, you uh, have. And share with us your travel experiences. We'd like to hear more. Yeah. Also, Somebody's listening. I don't know who's downloading Watch this, um, Anthony Bourdain on Netflix. Watch um, travel shows like that. That's a great way to like get to know an area. All yeah. right. I'm going to end it. Peace. Cut it. Boom. Later. Oh, man. I, I, I got up to pee. And uh, I was pretty sure when I got back, they were going to hang up on me. And anytime Luke does the, oh, I just want to, oh, I just one more. Oh, I got to, he, uh, yeah, he's always about to hang up on me. He's just not that good at it. So, uh, welcome to, I mean, uh, welcome, I'm an idiot. It's over. Thank you for listening, if you listen this long. And uh, sorry that this wasn't really helpful if you want to travel and are looking for advice, but maybe we'll do a part two. Uh, with more practical stuff, like, you know, don't make the okay sign in Brazil or wherever it was I was reading. Actually had a list of stuff we never got to, but oh well, I'm not going to get hung up on first. So uh, thanks again and uh, check it out. Uh, see what else we got. See if you like it. If you want to come visit some of the places we talk about, I'm going to keep getting louder each episode and I'll see you later.